As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. Recorded live. My life. Baramash. Ayatollah. Howie McDuffie. Holiday Staff. Double R. Focus Record. Barrel Talk. Let him try to understand. Let him try. Let him try that. My life is all I have. My mind, my pen, my head And I done made it through the struggle, don't judge me What you say now, won't watch me Cause where I come from, so often People you grew up with are laying in the coffin But I done made it through the pain and strife It's my time now, my world, my life, my life It's based on life Loaded guns, telling my lawyers to get the case gone I need the bills that the president's got their face on So I can switch my residence Get a truck in the Lex, get checked, I no longer have to wait for I made a couple ends, lost a couple friends. I light a cause never will the struggle end. So you could judge it, but you ain't got it, you ain't in the road. So you really can't budge it, you ought to love it. For the fact that it's my world and my life, but still I'm a rugged. They say you bugging it, cause I'm a thugger. You talking bull, then kick it with another. I got a bigger bed, and I need a cover. And I ain't got friends, I got enemies, so if they with me, then that means they my brother. My life is all I have, my mind, my pen, my head. And I done made it through the struggle, don't judge me. What you say now, won't watch me. Cause where I come from, so often, people you grew up with are laying in a coffin. But I done made it through the pain and strife. My time now, my world, my life, my life. It's a to the head, prayer for the dead. Run around hustling, scared of the feds. They said death is eternal sleep. But the only thing is you ain't really sure if you prepare for the bed. So often we get murked in the head instead of big money. They got big mama hurting instead. My life is making the burst. But the handcuffs, the bullpens, the jail cells is making it worse. Tell mommy I don't go to the church. Tell Hawk I don't go to the mosque. I blow Hold guns and I'ma be right there when the soldiers are marched. I play my part and my heart seems colder than March. But on the flip side of things, it's still warmer than June. I have talks with the Lord and he'll be calling me soon. What? And my life is all I have. My family, my my flow, my past. What? My life is all I have. My mind, my pen, my pen. And I done made it through the struggle, don't judge me. What you say now? Won't watch me, cause where I come from, so often, people you grew up with are laying in a coffin, but I done made it through the pain and strife, it's my time now, my world, my life, my life, my life is all I have, my rhymes, my pen, my head, and I done made it through the struggle, don't judge me, what you say now, won't watch me, cause where I come from, so often, people you grew up with are laying in a coffin. 
Long live the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. Praise Harriet Tubman. Glory to Ida B. Wells. Long live the spirit of Sister Penny Lou Hamer. All right, what it do out there tonight, family? Listen to a couple different tracks, man. I mean, we just had that United Front and Tar Heel RBG playing, and, and y'all be looking on the lookout this Tuesday coming up. We got the big homie Tar Heel RBG coming through. Um, you know what I'm saying? Putting, the, putting this music thing down. He got a new album just dropped. I'm going to make sure I hit the family with a little preview. We're going to preview it, though, on the show. You know what I'm saying? Play a couple tracks. See what the family think about it. How the brother goes through a little explanation on the track. But y'all definitely be tuned in and waiting for that. This Tuesday is going to be rocking off real hard. Like, you know what I mean? We're going to get that going in real hard. Um. Me see here, get this thing open, get my my screen and all this stuff open real fast. But yeah, besides that, don't feel you know we doing real good tonight. You know what I mean, we a little, little this, little that, all type of bullshit going on in the community. You know what I mean? Um, you know some good things, some bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We just come to talk about it from an African perspective. You know, it's sort of how Saturday though, so you know uh, we're gonna definitely have to get it in. Definitely gonna have to get it in. You understand? Um, and, and when I say we're gonna have to get it, when I say we're gonna have to get it in, uh, when I say we're gonna have to get it in, I, I mean by that is that um, you know, it's a like I said, it's a lot of a lot of things going on. You know, um, some things is creeping back up. Some things, you know, uh, we had a. We had some, yeah, all right. We had some things go on this weekend. You know, we had the cracker. I mean, this week we we just had this this uh, this cracker get convicted for a couple. You know, you know what I mean. And you know, it's it's like I'm, I'm gonna tell you, right? Because media plays such a part in our in our lives. Media really shapes what we do and what we say on a on a day to day basis. If you're one who is engulfed in the media. Or, or if you're just a person who regularly turns on the television, television will um, enter into you and give you a lot of your thoughts on what is what. So a thought that's been coming across to, from a lot of people, you know, I guess, you know what I mean, I don't know if it's from Facebook, Twitter, whatever have you, but people talking about the the, the, the Neandernut, the Neandernut cop from Oklahoma, I believe, that was Oklahoma, who just got convicted on some of the counts of rape of over 13, you know, I, I don't know if it was all 13 black women, but I know at, um, that's how it was um, given out, though. It was 13 black women that he had done raped at the least. You know what I mean? Trial went on. I watched the verdict go down. You know what I'm saying? Um, I really think it's interesting, you know, just listening to the verdict, you could tell that. You could tell that, you know, you could see that each count, was for a different person, and you can start to see how, you know, when, you, when you're when hearing it, you wonder, well, why was this, why, you know, how could you get convicted for this rape and not that one? You know, I'm not really, I'm not privy to the um, transcript at the moment, but there's always a question, you know, who, who did they deem credible and who they didn't deem credible being a jury of all white people, you know, um, but that was definitely major. Major. It, it, it covered a lot of. It had a lot of a major push. Had a major push. 
the San Bernardino um, shooting, though, has disappeared from the uh, has disappeared from the news. This has disappeared very, very quickly, very quickly. It didn't last as long as a, a lot of these other shootings did. The uh, is it the bombardment of what went on there and how bad it was and how bad this that and the third is. Um, the my personal take is because there was um, horrible, horrible news coverage of it, meaning that it was not the news coverage was not able to give you the proper. Um, uh, uh, storyline, you know, they weren't able to give you the storyline correctly, so we had a lot of, um, you know, we had a lot of backtracking on a lot of news stations, backtracking on what people said, who was who, what the uh, perpetrators allegedly looked like, when did they come, how quick the shootings happened, per the time that the police got there. A lot of a lot of different, you know, a lot of uh, what we call miscues and missteps uh, by the by the people who are, you know, by the witnesses per se. I'm not really seeing a lot of direct eyewitnesses at all to the situation. You get a lot of secondary uh, witnessing, you know, uh, people who. I was told what happened by somebody who was in there type of witnessing. Um, and so I think it quickly got shut down because there were too many eyewitnesses who were claiming that it was three well-built white men who allegedly went inside here to perpetrate uh, this, this uh, massacre, this terroristic act. You understand? And that... That turned to it was no was not three white men, but it was actually two Arabs, two uh, uh, two Muslims, actually a man and his wife. And the the wife, yo, the wife is like a little ass broad, man. I'm saying like, yo, listen, listen, man. They saying this broad was like Rambo, like you know what I'm saying? These is like two John J. Rambo's. You understand me? I'm talking about these, these, these people, uh, uh, according to the narrative, they had to execute this like John J. Rambo. You understand me? I'm talking about this was Mission Impossible type of shit where they had to be, uh, you know, a fully body armor, toppers on deck, all type of uh, uh, extra, uh, uh, you know, regalia and gear on with them when they, when they first rolled up in there. They are expert shooters, you know what I'm saying, because they kill, you know, they, they kill rate is extreme, you know what I'm saying. They, they, they make it sure they, whatever they shooting at, they hitting the mark and, and neutralizing it ASAP, you know. Uh, within, uh, I'm saying this is within five minutes, you know, just to think about these drills. You know, they say they have these drills and all this training, you know, to prevent these things, but I... How could you prevent some shit like this? Regardless of regardless of how much training you do, if a person goes to a college and starts shooting, there is still going to be a time. Um, there's going to be a time constraint on how fast it takes for the police to respond. You can never respond in enough time 
to stop any of these so-called massacres because they happen so swiftly. If you you know you look at the time, I'm talking about this is within five minutes. Every goddamn shooter has a mass hit whole, you know, his, his total number of kills. And that's by the time the cops get there. Now, this San Bernardino thing, the cops were there uh, allegedly ASAP immediately. And these people, other people still got away. So, you know, like I said, man, there's a bunch of bullshit going on in, in, uh, in media this week. A lot of it, a lot of it, a lot of it, a lot of it. Conscious community uh, information we got tomorrow. We got the... Comedic Armageddon, you know, we got Comedic Armageddon coming up tomorrow, where there's supposed to be, you know, I, I, I guess a uh, a true understanding of what Kemet is and uh, what Africa is and how we should use it, and, and you know, we're gonna get meta nature and how this has been translated and. Um, you know, I guess we're going to just get the full run-up on exactly what's what, who is who, who the new elders is, who the leaders in the community. You know, they're going to put, I guess they're going to put a moral guideline down on us, what our morality should be. You know, we got, you know what I mean? This is where it's going to right now. And, you know, the problem with the problem with black folks is we're not moral enough. We don't know how to keep our pants up and shit like that. You cut too much. Y'all, you know, things like that. Y'all eat too much meat. This is why you can't get free. Can't get free when the white man lets you a vegan. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't, uh, you know, we got a lot of shit like this. Um, can't get free unless you got the chakras up and all this type of and all this type of thing. But this is gonna go on tomorrow, and um, you know, I'm, I was not gonna head down. I just, you know, I was, I was, I talked to my people earlier this week. My people said, "Man, ring, y'all, let them try and go." Woo, woo, woo. You know, it almost fell through we were, where they wasn't able to go. So I'm like, you know, it's whatever. Y'all don't excite me up now to go now. You know what I'm saying? Now I want to go, you know, just for uh, media, you know what I'm saying, purposes, just to put an eye on everything, see how anything going. Even though I'm telling you, it's my word, man. But, yo, it, it's always seemed like it would be warm when I go down there during December, man. It's always a nice December. But I'm just, man, I'm just tired. I'm tired personally of going to motherfucking lectures. Where I leave that bitch and I ain't got a motherfucking ink. I don't listen, man. Uh, I get new information. You know, most times I, I will catch a couple new pieces of tidbits uh, that I that I was not aware of. I, I, I can say that honestly. But there's never anything that you can go and I can go feed my family with. Honestly, I never left there with no feed your family type of motherfucking um work about me there. Now I can I can honestly say that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm really more looking for that right now. You know what I mean? Right now, it seems like it's, you know, where we're being preached to. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas just find, find the way. And I ain't saying that they hustling the circuit. I'm just saying that we getting preached to. You know what I'm saying? You know, get your, I ain't, I ain't trying to, you know. We ain't trying to stop nobody from getting your papers, but we don't want this to be just the money run, the lecture money run. 
We want to make sure that we get some credible things to keep us moving. And then I had a question, you know, a lot of people, they're like, you know, I should get paid for what I do and whoop de whoop de whoop But they never really give anything out in totality. You know, and um, right now I'm learning this thing, you know, the, uh, you know, I'm trying to, uh, well, I'm not trying to. I'm going through a little course to learn how to discharge debt and all this shit. And I'm just not trying to pay for none of that shit. So I'm getting, it, I'm getting taking this course is free, and I'm just uh, waiting to see if I can get the proper information. Because there's one thing about this shit when they give you a free course, man, they take you about to 50, 60 different hours, 50, 60 hours of shit you don't need to know just to give you an hour worth of this is what you got to do to fix that shit. And that's what I need. We need streamline uh, uh, shit like that. We need streamline. And, I, and, and you know, brother, my brother said this the other day. He said, you know, we live in the microwave generation. I, and we're life. I'm part of that generation, man. I need shit streamlined sometimes, though, man. Because it's just, we got so many things that are so complicated already that we don't need to complicate just getting up out of this, you know, trying to uh, 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 figure out a way to rob the cracker. You know what I'm saying? You know, we need the easy way to get, we, we need to, you know, if you know how to, I ain't even saying rob the cracker, but to, to adjust, you know what I'm saying, what we got going on, adjust some of these uh, uh, um different economical uh, disadvantages that we have, and we can find a way to adjust this shit. And, man, do this shit for free, man. Do that shit. You know, if you know how to get people homes and shit like that where they're paying for tax liens and shit like that, man, let, show them how to do it for free. You know how to do it. Isn't that how you getting money? Aren't y'all telling us you're getting paid off of this shit? So how can you not teach me some shit that you're already getting paid off and if I learn the skill, it's not going to affect your pay. Not going to affect how much money you make if I learn how to get me property too. That's not going to stop, you know, you from being able to purchase property and resell it. It's not going to stop you from doing that at all. Especially if you say, yo, you wanted the conscious people need to know how to come on, man. We need a future. Everybody need a future, man. But what kind of future are you really looking for, man? Are you looking to just be a conscious capitalist? Is that really what's going on out there? We're just dealing with conscious capitalism. You know what I mean? If you ain't about getting this money, man, then it ain't about nothing. You know, that's the, that's, the, that's the statement nowadays. You know what I mean? If it ain't about this money, it ain't about nothing, man. Which is weak because uh, as black people, we always about our paper. We're always, I don't know black people who don't, who don't be about getting money. Let's get money. What about what you're going to do with the money when you get it? So getting money is not the real problem. It is our mentality on what we will do with whatever we have. Are we prepared to venture on our own? Are we prepared for that? That's the real question. Are we prepared to just be out on our own as a people? To just step out and say, you know what, fuck that. We're not worried about it. This is what I got. I'm stepping out. You know what I mean? And that's that's where our real that's going to be our real final test. That's going to be the real final test. The step on out. And I see some of us we doing it. We doing it a little a little step at a time. And I and I commend our African family. I commend the African family for 
for, uh, you know, for their strength as a people, you know what I mean, to endure some of this shit and still move on and not be totally insane because it does, it does, it does, it does. It does make us um, big, you know what I mean? It, it, it hurts sometimes, some of this shit that go on. And it definitely could be emotionally, uh, emotional, you could become an emotional wreck in this wilderness in North America dealing with all of this hell and all the pain and trauma that your people around you are getting. And so because we are unified people, we are a, a, a family type of people, when one of us is hurting, more than one of us is hurting. So we can feel that universal pain from each and every one of us. So this is what's going on. And but uh, with that being said, though, it's, it's, it's just so much happening. All at one time. Now, to my people who, uh, I don't know, you know, to my son that are watching people, we're going to have to talk about this. We ain't, we ain't talked about them in a while. No real reason to, but they got a venue coming up. Got an event coming up December, December 13th tomorrow. Like I said, Comedic Armageddon. Supposed to be from 3 p.m. Until basically an unlimited amount of time, so I would say that you know what I mean at the least it's gonna be six hours spent up in there from three to nine at the least. I'd say about three to ten. Normally it's like nine thirty, ten o'clock when they normally run up out of there. So with that many hours, you know, um, hopefully we really get some real good information. But with so many different people, I doubt, I doubt that it'd be. It's going to be very, it, it, no, that's just what I'm going to say. I ain't going to, I ain't going to doubt that. But I'm going to say that there's going to be a lot of information, a lot of conflict, a lot of conflict in there because so many different people giving information in, uh, uh, in such a time that I doubt that everyone has enough time to fully express their information, to put it across to the crowd in the best mannerism. Hopefully, hopefully I'm, when I'm wrong, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully our family is so thorough and so sharp with their presentation that in that concise amount of like 30 minutes that they go ahead and drop the bomb. You know what I mean? Hopefully that that's what happened. That's what I'm looking forward to. But I understand how things run. So I've seen them run funny before. So with that being with that being said, though the um next next topic before and I'm just, I'm just glossing over a couple of things, you know. I see family already out there on the line. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We, um, I think Brother Cause might be out there, and you know. See the rest of the family matriculating in a little, little bit, little, little bit, you know what I mean, a couple at a time. But one of the other things I wanted to talk about is this, this, this Omar Johnson is back on the fucking, he's back on the rack. He's back on the rack, man. I don't know how this is happening. I don't know how this is happening, man. He's back on the rack, man. Uh-uh. But he's back on the rack, man. Yeah. Umar, Umar, Umar. And I'm like, damn, Umar? What the hell is going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know? 
I don't know if it's Dr. Umar Johnson no more, nothing. I don't know what's going on with Umar Johnson, man. Uh, you know, a, a while back, a couple years back, right, before, you know, Umar Johnson had trouble this year with the conscious stripper uh, fiasco, which I really didn't take no – I'm not faulting Umar for none of that. I'm not even going to be like, oh, Umar wrong for, for you know what I'm saying, he a man for having sex with a black woman. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful black woman, you know, who 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 came to him with a certain type of uh, mannerism and appeal. That appeal to him. He you doing heterosexual sex? Why no? Not me. Not no fag. What no no fag shit or nothing like that. You know, um, I'm not gonna really be like you know jump jump down his throat for wanting to be discreet about that. Also, knowing that he's dealing with a community that is so. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 so 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 touchy. You know what I mean? So you know he just try to keep that to his side. That's his side thing. But being a person who places himself out as the prince of Pan Africanism, as a leader, as a speaker, as one who should be looked towards for guidance in the quote unquote conscious community or in the African civic community, um, you have to. Know that regardless of whom or what, you're going to be held to a certain standard that might be a standard higher than anything else because of what you have portrayed for your own self. It's different when you just, I'm just being me. I ain't, I'm just me, and this is what I know. This is what I do. This is what I say. This, that's that's my perspective. I'm I'm brother born, and I do some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? But the brother born is not out saying, look, man, look towards brother born to save us. If my way is the right way, and it's the only way, nah, Brother Bourne is like, listen, man, I'm, a, I'm just like you. And I'm looking out into the world. I've gathered some things, so I put some things back, but um, I'm not your savior, and I can't be your savior. I'm still learning how to save myself from this shit right here. This is a work in progress. You know what I mean? So I'm not coming to you like that. But if I came to you in that mannerism, you should check me on anything that you've seen in my background that was that was not right. Even now, though, you still should be able to get checked if you come under the guise that you come in, garby like if you you know you should still it still uh, checks and balances. You know what I'm saying? It's still a standard that has to be had, but you held to a higher standard, as I said, when you place yourself out there as the as the leader. So he placed himself out there. And so about a couple years ago, man, a brother put a little video out and questioned his uh, doctorate degree, and I really didn't pay no attention. I mean, you know, I was in, man, I, 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 I really didn't delve into it too much, heard what the brother said, and I kept it moving. So, you know, now it's uh, time has passed, and he, just, like I said, that last scandal happened. And now because that happened, some people are asking questions, because that happened, you know, it makes them ask other questions about uh, fundraising. Umar Johnson is raising money right now for a the Marcus Frederick Douglass Marcus Garvey Boys uh, border bordering school. You know what I mean? Saying that he needs four hundred four million now, when it was two million, but now he needs four million. He's been given over five hundred thousand. I know at the least last time that I checked. It was over 500 racks. He was mad when he only had 250 racks and said we was like shifting. 
lazy-ass black people wasn't really worth too much because we had only given up $250,000, which is a fucking significant amount of money. I know other places is running on shoestring budgets who could use, uh, you know what I mean, could use a little 20% of that, 10% of that, man. They would be happy with somebody donating 10% of that. You understand? But, you know, our people getting degraded for donating $250,000 when our people was hard-pressed to give money to a black person and they not in that group or in that church or anything. We don't do that. We don't just give our money to people. But because we're a new African, really looking for sincerity out of other Africans because we're sincere and our own longing for our people to be free that we start to give. Now, I'm not saying he ain't building no school. But what I'm saying is that there's been so much time that's passed, this two years that's passed, and people are still asking for business plans and for, um, you know, just in general, general information on how you plan on getting this thing together, economic plans on what you're doing with the money as of right now, and they're getting no feedback. There's being a, uh, basically Umar is, block, is, is blocking anybody out, and if you come out in the wrong way, he's basically, you know, saying that you're some type of agent or something like that, actually, you know, so it's, it's real funny. Real funny, and I don't know if the people out here are aware of Dr. Boyce Watkins, but he is another brother in the community who, you know, he put out a lot of good information, doctor. He put out some good information. You know, some, sometimes it's bad. Uh, well, I ain't even going to say sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's not from a perspective that I come from, paradigm that I look through. But um, I've just seen a, a meme where Omar Johnson has placed himself beside this other doctor, besides this other brother, Dr. Boyce Watkins, and, and is basically saying that he is the Marcus Garvey of the day and Dr. Boyce Watkins is the W.E.B. Dubois of the day and that he's somehow trying to sabotage Umar Johnson from building the school when from the record Dr. Boyce Watkins uh, earlier when he, when Umar started to uh, run run this thing about wanting to build the school, uh, Boyce Watkins was an advocate of him, one of the first people who I had known as, who I had known to be like a professional you know what I'm saying, doctor who still, you know, um, dealt with black people kind kind tough, you know what I'm saying, and he was all for it, like, you know, like, this is a good thing, and he even went as far as to tell people to uh, encourage people to donate, and, and um, from his mouth, an account that he had also donated his own self to the school, so, you know what I mean, now he's asking questions, though, of, of, of Umar Johnson's doctorate degree. In a lot of information, but we don't see any doctorate degree. We see that he's done a dissertation. See, uh, you know, he you know, did a lot of different, uh, you know, he you know, did uh, coursework to satisfy a piece of what it would take to be, uh, become a doctor. But uh, you know, we haven't found any anything that is uh, concrete. Anything that's concrete. But with that being said, though, you know, uh, that's that's just like I said, man. It's just all. Always some new shit going on in this quote-unquote conscious communities. Always something new. We got to be aware of charismatic leaders or, or personality worshiping. And because we so easily get caught up in a personality cult. Some people have egos that are larger than life, and when they place their ego out there in front of us, a lot of us wish we had egos of that same size, so we attach ourselves to other people who do and live vicariously through their works. So I don't want us to fall into that trap of Africans living through other other people's eyes. 
and not doing our own thing properly, our own self. Hit the family on the back line. Black Power, what's going on out there? I see you out there, brother. My brother Grip out there. Yeah, I'm out here. Black Power, bro. What's going on? Black Power champion, how are you today, Chief? Oh, man. Just sitting here, you know what I'm saying? Listen to you drop these jewels. Um, brother uh, King Love did a nice little piece on Umar, man, and, and that school. He was saying, like, the school was originally established by some, by a boule. He was making the link that, you know what I mean, basically uh, that uh, the school wasn't really going to be an African-centered school once it got into operation, if it got into operation, based on the fact that the uh, foundation of it is not African-centered foundation. It's built off, you know what I'm saying, members who were part of the boule in the first place as far as how the school was running before the building, I guess, before it got shut down, before Brother Umar went to try to uh, buy the building. Yeah, I remember the initial, what was that, St. St. what college? That was St. I'm not not sure. I got to look at the uh, Brother uh, King Lowe's video again, what he did. I mean, he had some solid information. It wasn't like he was just talking. He actually did the background on you know, the black guy who started the school originally, and he made the connection solid. Me personally, I never really felt anymore. It's just too, uh, anytime we get, you know what I'm saying, brothers and sisters in the community that, that always harping about their European education, I don't, I don't know, turns me off. That's just mm-hmm. me personally. That shit turned me off because I don't, I don't think the white man can certify you in the type of education Africans need, you know what I'm saying, it's cool to have the credentials like Dr. Ben and say, like, look, I don't give a fuck about none of these degrees and doctors and shit. This shit is simply tools for me to drop bombs on these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. That's how I use it. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I hear um, Umar talking, man, he's trying to get props and shit. Like, nigga, you, you can't challenge what I'm saying because I'm a certified house, you know, I'm a certified house nigga. Nigga, I got these motherfucking papers. White man respect me, so you damn sure gonna respect me. That's that's kind of what I hear when I hear him talk. Yeah, uh, brother, you know I gotta concur with that. You know what I'm saying? I gotta concur because I I hear I hear those same undertones. You know what I mean? I hear those same undertones when he's speaking. You know, it's a, a very grandiose. You know what I mean? That's what they call that shit, grandiose. You know yeah, what I mean? he, he sound like a, um, he sound like Farrakhan when I hear him talk. And it's not that he don't say some, 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 some pertinent shit, give out some relevant in, information. I'm not saying he doesn't. But, nigga, you ain't the first motherfucker that came across this shit. You know, this shit been here. Niggas been, you know, we got real soldiers that been doing it, putting it down. And they ain't said nothing about no degree. Not so sure. it's like... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. No, nah, it's just like, a, like I said... He's been putting it down for a long time. He's walking on the shoulders of some great giants that never bragged about, you know what I'm saying, the knowledge and wisdom that they had, and they only used it as tools for liberation. Where he's using it, like I said, he's he looking to be grandized. He want to be put in a position of authority and leadership. I don't yeah, trust him as a person. Yeah, man, I wish I had his book up here, man. My sister told me she ordered the book and ain't never get it. But I wish I had his book in here, because I've I seen them one time. I, he, they brought him to New Haven. Some fags, I think, brought him to New Haven. I don't think they knew he was going to go hard on the fags like that. But 
I ain't brought it to New Haven, you know what I'm saying? That's some, I ain't going the brothers are soft looking. That's what I'll say. A group of soft looking brothers. That's a feminized brother. It is the soft looking brothers. You know what I'm saying? Brought them in and shit, you know what I mean? So he was there. So I, I went down and checked him out, you know what I mean? Um, well, and actually, I bought his book. I, I read like the first three chapters, man. It, you know, it has some good information, but I gave it to my daughter to read. Right now, I don't have it because we have moved. So half of my books is down in the basement still. My library ain't totally put together. No I don't have my hands on it, but um. What's your take, though? I mean, he just had to, you know, what I mean, break it down. This, 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 all, this all I was gonna say is that a lot of information seemed like it's pulled. Like y'all, um, I've read some of the same type of information or or from Dr. Amos Wilson. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the information dealing with the dealing with young men and, and black young men and things like that are, are they seem like they're piggybacked off of Amos Wilson hey. and he don't give no credit. I've never heard him once in a lecture ever give credit credit to Dr. Amos Wilson. He um, might have, and I'm not going to say that he's never yeah, done it, yeah. but I'm saying I've never heard. So basically, he's regurgitating certain concepts, then he's building upon other people's ideology. And then he's, you know, not to say that, like you said, but he's building on other people's work. Yeah, which is fine. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's fine if you yeah. give him credit. Give him credit, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And somebody's, like, 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 like we be up here, and we know some shit is a sick. We know it came from Dr. Ben. You know it came from Dr. Clark. You know it came from whoever, any scholar, anybody who's written any, not even, you know, not even quote-unquote scholar, but anybody who's written a book and we've read their information or something, and we give their information out, we normally up here try to credit that person with that information. Yeah, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't want to be like, yo, we just throw it and pretend like, oh, yeah, I just thought, nah, I'm not. I'm not going to just act like I just, I thought of that myself. If I've seen you had it, I'm going to try to reference to the to the area that I got it from. Because that's what, that gives you credibility. And see, so you lose some credibility when you, when you don't give credit to other people who you know you've got information from. That was one of the things I almost had a problem with Shaka most for a little while because of him utilizing Dr. Walter, Walter Williams' information, which I knew he was using Dr. Walter Williams' information, but he wasn't giving Dr. Walter Williams the credit. And then I heard him in a, in a lecture or in a debate-like thing, and he gave Dr. Walter Williams credit. And I said, all right, then, there you go, there you go. I was like, there you go, man, because I thought you were slipping, not giving him credit. My thing is, like, they turn in this, you know what I'm saying, the conscious community, if you want to call it, whatever you want to call it that, but they're turning this shit into an academic uh, uh, grandizement, man. Like, okay, if you don't know about, you know what I'm saying, the history behind specific events or ideology, like, you're not motherfucking a thorough-ass African. A lot of our people, you know what I'm saying, got different knowledge and wisdom in other areas, and it don't necessarily have a, uh, you know, they might not necessarily have a reference point to shit that they didn't know and lived, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, I know it because I've been there. I did it. I lived it. Like, I'm getting harassed by the police every day. I'm watching them take young brothers, strip them down, put them in the back of the motherfucking uh, potty wagon, strip them down, fondling their balls and shit, looking for dope and shit. Like, I'm telling you this shit based off of the fact I'm living it. So I don't have no damn... Uh, you know, I can't go to Dr. Ben or somebody per se 
for that information, but it don't mean the information not valid if I'm giving you insight that can be verified, but I may not have a source for it. My source may be a personal source. This may be myself. Exactly. That don't mean, hey, so that don't mean my knowledge is not right and exact. <laughs> nah, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. This thing about, oh, if you, oh, um, a person asks you, listen, they, they into this, oh, is that peer review? <laughs> Shit like that. So, That's hey. What the fuck is you talking about, man? Is it credible goddamn information? That's the point. Is it credible? You know what I'm saying? Because we understand the process of peer review, things of that nature, man. We understand racism, white supremacy. We know that this shit already been set up. You can't fool us. You can't fool us no more and and trick us into thinking that somehow um, racism, white supremacy doesn't have anything to do with academia. No doubt. You know, we know this. This is something that's 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 just um, it's blatant. It's blatant because we can see it through the curriculum that we receive. We can see the blatant racism, white supremacy, where they have no reason to hide the fact that they that they look at us as a lower being. When you go through a history course and the history on Africa is one chapter that might be 15 pages out of a book that might be 300 pages, you know that you're being fucking lied to. No doubt, because it's not a balance of information. No no, ain't no balance. Way. Ain't no balance. You got you got less than 10%. You got 5 6% of a history book dealing with, now a world history book dealing with the origin of civilization, and then you got the goddamn, the spinoffs, Got the whole rest of the, the 95% of the rest of the book, the spinoff. When the only reason, the 95% of the book should be Africa. Why? Because it gives yeah. the foundation for everything else. Everything else can be just brushed over. Once you have a, a firm grasp of the origin. No doubt. And that's, that's the kind of the thing, like... That's the, that's the game the white man plays, like, well, what's your source? Who is this person? You know what I'm saying? Not, not, he's, not, he's not trying to discredit the fact that you're spitting. But he's trying to say, he's basically playing word games with you, mind games with you. So if you can't come up with some type of source or you can't come up with a legitimate source, then he's trying to act like you're not coming up with that source is a, 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 a. It's basically calling out that the shit you're saying ain't true. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our brothers and sisters, like I said, some of them not well-versed in, in, in that type of, you know, citations, writing papers, dealing with uh, literature. Some of them just ain't into that shit, but like I said, they live in it. So they know what's going on. But now what they do, they put a black face out there to actually shit. Because, like, I'm saying if your boy got a... Um, Umar got a lot of degrees. He got all these degrees and shit. That means he's been inside the system where he's seen a lot of, you know, the uh, discrepancies that go on with with the literature, with the curriculum. And I don't necessarily see him putting out, you know what I'm saying, not to say he's not, but I don't see him necessarily speaking out against that. And I see him popping up at the motherfucking million man with your boy. They was in there looking like they was doing it big, him and uh, Irritated Genie. Georgie Diamond. (laughs) <laughs> I'm getting to see either one of 
I get to see the one of them come out and say, you know, I don't believe, you know, fucking uh, Farrakhan was talking about, you know, welcoming the transsexuals. Because you said he was at a lecture in, out there in uh, um, Connecticut, and he was speaking hard on the homos, but I ain't see nobody really come out and address Farrakhan, a lot of the shit he said on a major platform other than kind of listening to feet on the ground. Yo, listen, I've seen it. Yo, listen, you you right. And I check I check other platforms and like one thing one thing that happened over here, right, is yo, listen, right? We were doing interviews with people and shit like that. And one thing that I realized, man, we dealing with we dealing with a team and people calling brothers such as yourself. Is that this information okay. over here. Is that we are laid with this information. We the motherfucking soldiers and, and together, man, I it's not one scholar that we can bring on that as a team as as the minds that come on to the show, that we're not going to be able to lay out that same type of information properly. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? And so I and 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 I started to see that people was running this as a it's like a uh, popularity contest. Everybody running the popularity contest. Everybody want to be the most popular kid on the block, but and it, it has nothing to do with integrity. Don't got nothing to do with what you're putting out, but it got only to do with your wild factor. What's the wild? No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to put the wild factor out. You know, as I said, I'm seeing people now talking about we need this code of conduct. But the same people talking about code of conduct, they dealing with, you know, we're speaking of code of conduct, but the people who are speaking about it don't have a code that they hold their own self to. And then I'm like, okay, all right, I'm trying to shut my shit up. When you look at these motherfuckers, they're all running in the same goddamn circles. You know what I'm saying? That's how I kind of identify a nigga who, like, I could see with, 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 with Umar. I'm like, man, this nigga running with some, some they're all running together, the sketchy cats running in circles. It's just Burn like they up. did the documentary with uh, the fucking dude's name, man, uh, the Mac. Tyree. So to be Tyree. I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I see certain individuals, but I see them running with Tyree. Tyree. I said, oh, shit. That right there, because you know what that nigga's about. They double talk type niggas. So then that automatically puts me, my antennas is up. And my antennas is up. And a lot of these cats, I just know them of, know of them from listening to certain parts of some of the information that they post or whatnot. And then when I listen to the info, you know, everybody got a spiritual energy and a spiritual aura. So you can kind of discern if a nigga genuine or not. Like, when I saw Ray Hagen for the first time, I actually went to one of his lectures down here about 2002 or some shit like that. I said, nah, this nigga talking bullshit. And first thing he said was, the white, he said the black man want to dominate the black woman. You know, that's our nature. We want to dominate you. And I said, like, nah, he trying, to, he trying to cause disunity between the black man and black woman. He, he, fuck something, he ain't on point. It don't take long for you to really try to, you know, to kind of analyze these motherfuckers and see that they on some bullshit. Just if you if you in tune with your own spiritual nature, you can just tell. Cause certain shit you're not going to say when it comes to our people, because if you love your people solid enough, you're never going to really try to say anything that's going to propagate any type of disunity amongst your own crew. Cause we already got enough bullshit popping as it is. Now I ain't saying you shouldn't call the motherfucker out, but when you start talking general senses, as far as speaking in general and condemning the black woman or the black man and all, you know. You know, niggas be hating on you, this, that, like, man, you know, we're dealing with specific issues, and our people got some specific um, problems that they're going through. 
But just because a motherfucker get caught up smoking some dope or shit like that, these are coping mechanisms. Coping mechanisms. This is shit people do when they fucked up. But it still might be a decent motherfucker that you're talking about. So, but if that person has still held the line, even though like you're saying, okay, I'm not perfect, motherfucker. I'm in some foul shit. But when it come to dropping juice and speaking truth, nigga, I come with it. You feel me? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be, I'm not no motherfucking Mr. Perfect, man. And and most of our people, they're not willing to admit this. They're trying to pretend to be something holier than now and all this shit. And it just gets you, it makes you look even more fucking suspect. It makes you look even you more suspect, man. The more, the more you try to, the more you try to get this moral character about this stuff, the more suspect it looks when we can see your mother, when we can see your ways in action. We can see you. I know people can see me. I know people can see me. That's why, I, look, man, you, you can see me, man. So I know if you can see me, man, then my ways and actions is going to be shown sooner or later, man. So I can't talk so far away from how I act. But the thing is, you coming up from the street, so you coming up out the belly of the beast. So anybody who overstands that know that, okay, most of black people who then came up in the system of, you know what I'm saying, uh, white racism, motherfucker had to grind. You might have had to hustle. You probably used to drink or smoke at one time or do some type of drug or whatever the fuck. Because I done mm-hmm. got to the point now where when niggas say drug, I'm like, nigga, caffeine is a drug. You know what I'm saying? Sugar is a drug. So, you know what I'm saying? You can't discount a motherfucker because a nigga might have hit, hit a mo, sniffed a line, whatever, whatever. Malcolm did went through his shit. Niggas go through transition, but when you're caught up in the system, you're going to be at a downside where you're growing. You're growing through negativity. You're growing through your motherfucking fault. But these niggas were still honorable men. I know nigga who took, but the niggas that might be a real motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Now. Now, you're right about that. It's more, yo, more like, there's more honorable crackheads than some of these niggas out here, man. Tell me. Man. Oh, and niggas tell you, like, look, I, I ain't going to lie, I'm about to go get me. I'm about to go get me one. I'm about to go yeah. get me one. But be careful with so-and-so because that nigga snitch. Be careful because this cat dropping jewels on you. Yeah. And if you don't, hey, you, if, if you don't look beneath the surface and you try to judge a nigga based on one or two, you know, fucking hang-ups a nigga got, and I ain't saying to smoke is cool. I'm saying if a nigga trying to elevate and come out of that, like I ran into a sister the other day, I'm, I'm hollering at the say, I said, look, she asked me for some money and shit. I said, look, you smoke? She's like, no. I said, look, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Do you smoke? She said, no, I don't smoke. I ain't never smoke. I said, you, you popping pills? She like, yeah. I said, what pills you doing? She like, I'm doing, you know, I, I hit some perks right now and then my people to be able to get some perks. So she asking me for some change and shit, whatever I can give you. I said, man, look like you smoke to me. I said, I ain't judging you, so I don't want you to Hold back the truth because you feel like I'm judging. I'm not judging. you my sister. I love you. you my sister. I'm just asking you what's going on so I can deal with you accordingly. She, she was like, nah, I ain't never smoked. You know what I'm saying? I'm 31. She's like, I'm, I'm about to start this job, yada, yada, at rallies, whatever. I said, okay. I said, now, you're telling me you're about to start a job at rallies, you're 31. She said she had five seeds. I said, now, you know that's like a high school job, right? That's a beginner's job. I said, but I ain't knocking you because I know it's tight out here and the motherfucker got to start somewhere. So I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying, you know, you're going to have to elevate your, uh, elevate your execution. And I said, look, 
I'm not knocking you. All I'm saying is whatever choices that you've been making up until this point have got you out here asking for change. And she said she was trying to get a cab to get, you know, to get somewhere. And I know where she was going. And I said, shit, you asking for anything? And I said, were you trying to go to catch a cab from here to there? That shit's going to cost you like $80. So I see you on some bullshit. I said, but listen, this is a weak-ass hustle. So even if you're going to be out here hustling, this shit right here ain't going to do you no fucking good. So you need to tighten your hustle up. But all I'm telling you is whatever you've been doing to this point got you out here. So it ain't good. You need to change your hustle and change the motherfuckers you're running around. You got to change your mind state, sis. And I'm just fucking with her to a certain degree because I'm going to see how long she's going to let me, you know what I'm saying, politic with her because I'm getting ready to hit her with a little bit of chips. You know, so I'm going to give her a little something. I'm going to see if she's going to sit here and let me jewel her or she's going to get arrogant but like, nigga, you know, I ain't got time. Fuck you. I ain't got time for it. Okay. Fuck it. That's cool. I'm going to let you move. But she stayed there. We chopped it up. And I was like, all right, I shot her a little $20. She's like, here, go ahead and handle your fitness. I'm like, shit. Like I said, I love you. See, my thing is I can't fuck around here and drop a jewel on you and critique you and then not be willing to give you some type of resources to help help you in your situation. That's a hypocrite right there. If I'm going to sit here and tell you all, what the fuck you begging for money? That's some stupid shit. You know what I mean? And then at the end of it, I don't drop you some type of positive energy to make sure that you got a little something to be able to help change your situation. It ain't, go, it ain't no cure. It's going, you know, it'll help get you, you know what I'm saying, maybe from A to B real quick. That's something you're going to have to do anyway, so I can't do that. But I'm going to give you something as your brother, though, whatever I can do that I can afford. So she mm-hmm. chilled. She dropped it with, you know, we, we broke it, let her roll on her way. I could tell she was, you know what I'm saying. I'm like, I know she hurting, so me giving her this, me dropping this jewel, giving her this little $20, it ain't going to save her, but it might just open it, you know what I mean, open it, open a piece of her mind, and then she starts slowly to see something. Or she might take that shit and go get a fix or whatever. I'm like, this on you. Me as your brother, it ain't for me to judge. I just, I planted a seed. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's how I look at all our people, you know what I'm saying? Because I know she fucked up. She don't even really know what's ailing her. She don't know nothing about white racism, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying white racism because ain't nothing really supreme about this cracker, you know what I'm saying? But she don't know nothing, about, I mean, she don't know about it to the point where she probably could be able to uh, effectively deal with it. So I'm like, okay, just plant the small seed. I just really wanted to take a look at self first because when you bang it with the enemy, it starts with self. You know what I'm saying? We can sit here and drop up the motherfucker. You ain't ready, like you said, nigga, meet me at the bars. We got some training to do so right there, it starts with self. So if you ain't really to make some simple adjustments in your own program, you're not ready to bang on this beat. Exactly. So I just dropped the book. No, you dead right about that. And, I, and, and you did the, you know, you did the, the right thing because you know it's always you get you get your time, you get your time to shine with your people. You know what I'm saying? And that was your time to shine with your people. Listen, man, you can catch them because each one teach one, man. Once. One of us, you know, every one of us, all you got to do is you teach 10 more, you know what I'm saying? And once you drop some jewels, man, you know, and, and she stayed and listened, that means that she was interested and she wanted to do something different. Hey, it was cold as hell outside, too, bro. It was cold as shit. I'm like, I'm cold, too. So I was like, shit, she said, listen to it, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, she's looking for some type of change, but I could see her feeling it. 
At the same time, I could see the devil tugging at her, that negative energy pulling out. Man, fuck this nigga. Let's go get our hit. You know what I'm saying? Let's go do what we got to do. I could see it. And I said, I already resonate with it. And she probably mm-hmm. might have went and done that. She stayed enough to listen. So that means, like you said, she's looking for another way. See, so that jewel right there, it might not have worked today. But nah. a week from now, that shit might plant. You know what I'm saying? That seed might drop. You know what I'm saying? You no know question. What it might get kicked around, kicked around to it finally hit a little piece of dirt, you know what I'm saying? Because even seeds, if you drop enough seeds on concrete, them shit's going to sprout. Even grass goes through the concrete. You see that shit all the time. <laughs> no question. No but that's what I'm saying. No, a lot of people be like, what can you do, man? What are you doing? What are you doing out here? Like, man, then you can do something real simple just like speaking truth to power. You ain't got to be necessarily, uh, you know, uh, motherfuckers like, I'm bringing in... Uh, I'm bringing in Mr. Icky, you know what I'm saying? I'm bringing such and such in. Like, nigga, that's cool if you're doing that. You're bringing in lecturers and shit, but you can do simple shit as well. And you don't have to, you know, think in that. People in you know, your own community. Right now, that's what I'm doing right now. We're going to put together this thing. We got, a, we got a black woman who's been teaching people how to get businesses for the last 10 years right here in the city. She's been working for, the, working for the city, showing people how to do it. And she's a black woman. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to meet her at her church tomorrow. She was, she right behind me. I'm meet her at her church tomorrow, holler at her, you know what I'm saying, and, and chop it up with her so we can go ahead and put together a little, you know what I'm saying, a little symposium and have her come in, and we bring in as many people as possible when she goes through it, you know what I'm saying, and, and go through a little overview for everybody, and whoever's down, we just go ahead and work out for me. And she was like, yo, listen, if I can get enough people, she said, I can't get no... Like she's like, I can't get no money for y'all. So if it's people who want to get who want to get money for the city, you want to get money for the state. She's like, I can get it. She said, but if I I need enough people in this section, she said, then I can get them to throw the money into the neighborhood right here. She said, but it, you know, she said that's how they be giving the money out. So I'm like, all right, you know, numbers. She gotta have a certain amount of numbers on the books to ask for to ask for whatever yeah. type of. Uh, but the first to the year to get to the people, like yo, now we got a need because you can't have a need for you got two people who want to open up businesses. Yeah, you know what I mean? She's like, yo, if we can get ten people who want to open up businesses, then we can get them to put a hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand, or something like that down over here and put the money over here aside, so then you can open up some small businesses and stuff. She said, but we can't get them to allocate the money because we don't got enough people asking for the stuff. No doubt, no doubt. So did you get enough, or you, 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 right now you starting the small the, the foundation of it right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what we that's what we doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, she already, you know, like I said, you know what I mean. She she thorough at what she do. So we just gonna we just gonna make sure that we get the logistics straight and find out exactly which place we want to use. You know what I mean? Exactly where we want it. But it's got it's gonna be in our community. It's gonna be right here in the neighborhood. She's like, yo, I ain't doing nothing unless it's right here in the neighborhood. So I ain't doing it. That's, you know what I mean? I was like, said, you ain't got to tell me twice on that one. <laughs> I'm already sold on that. So that's the, that's the only thing. So we'll be working, we'll be working that. I figure by, I figure by, uh, you know, January, you know, January we'll be able to get that to go. We'll get it going and have, and have it right, everything, you know. We could probably do it earlier than that, but I don't know how people be. I shot you the little... I shot you a little link on the um on Hulk's claw and shit. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna play them. I'm gonna play them um, reading out the count. I'm gonna play them reading the count. Yeah, that nigga. 
I, I, gave you, I shot you the video on that shit with that bitch that he was in there crying and shit. Not, I'm a player, I'm a player, I'm a player. I'm no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I'm salty, though, because I know that it wasn't just him. It was a whole mm-hmm. group of motherfuckers. Yeah, they yeah, just, yeah, now we know how we going to hit it. We go, we no go doubt, hit. no doubt. Okay, okay. I, I, I spoke about it earlier. I just texted it just to let the, you know, just to let know what, what we're going to hit. But we're going to definitely hit that. We're going to definitely hit that. But one thing I wanted to say, too, about this uh, morality thing is that, you know, we don't accept. Everything is, you know, we, it's, we're not, um, I'm not against a code of conduct. But I'm against ostracization against Africans who just striving right now to get themselves back together and 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 what you would call and what you would might what uh what the moral police might think is unsavory. Because it seems that people you know, listen, man, people getting uh ostracized for cussing. You understand? For saying motherfuckers and shit. Goddamn. Bitch ass niggas. Yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> you understand me? You, people getting ostracized, man, for this, for the language that's just the language of the day. But well, you know what? That shit makes these little, it makes these little, like these little suit and tie motherfuckers. They get shook when they hear that type of language because they think confrontation is going to ensue. When they start hearing that, not knowing like niggas. Hold up, brother, brother, good, brother, good. We can get right into that because let me say this. Okay. <laughs> Because I was going into that. I was going to that. All right. You touching my point. You touching my point. You touching my point. Hold up. Hold up, man. I'm saying this, right? Because, listen, right? And, like, if we ostracize our youth, because a lot of our youth will be ostracized, but we don't want to deal with them because they do certain things. Like, yo, listen, I used to smoke dust, son. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Man. So now, I ain't no motherfucking, like, listen, man. If motherfuckers would have just been like, yo, man, we just ostracizing, like, you know what I mean? Ain't no help for y'all and nothing like that, man. A lot of people would be out of here. And a lot of the information that I learned was from people who were these niggas was getting dusted, too. Tell me. And that's what's what. Yo, I'm telling you right now, the smartest dude I know, the smartest man I ever met in my life, ever, ever in my life, that I've met and had to, had the time to be able to walk with was a brother who fucking I used to I had stopped getting dusted by this time. I used to have to now when you say bro, bro, when you say getting dusted now, was this something that you would snort or was you sprinkling in the air? Or, or, like, now we was, smoking it like um yeah. like like um, I don't know what y'all would call I don't know what y'all would call it. We call it dust. People might call yeah it, I know. Would they you, would you it, sprinkle um, it in the blunt, though, or would you just, like, yeah. like roll it up in paper and just smoke it nah, like, nah, smoke nah, like nah. that? Nah, 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 nah. We smoke it in, in, in a motherfucking, we smoke it in, like, a, uh, a garbage bag. Back of motherfucking dust. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, would you put herb in there, or would you just, like, just put it the dust in there and then burn? During the day. Depending on how you work, <laughs> depending on how you work. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you might want to go all the way, sometimes you might want it. Just mellow it out. Water it down. No question. No question. <laughs> you and ain't no big uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I used to hear about this shit. I knew niggas on the East Coast was doing this shit. And you know what I'm saying? You would hear about it, but it was like it was like a common shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's just what happened in that sector. Go ahead. No, really what you're saying is 
what I'm saying is that really, that's true. Like this shit was regular shit. Like yo, I'm telling you, it was regular shit. I was in. We started getting dusted around. I was like in the eighth grade when dust started really hitting up here. You know what I'm saying? Young. Uh huh. And so it started hitting. You know, it was messing with it a little bit. We were still not really. But by the time Cal got into high school, it was full fledged dust heads. I'm talking about this whole city. Like everybody, the girls smoke dust. <laughs> Listen, man, cats be going out their mind everywhere. They was like, and, and this is not no shit. Uh, I I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't I wouldn't want my and like this not nothing. Like hold up, no, this is what I say about it. This not it's not a drug that if you had a friend, you wouldn't let your friend do it. Yeah. Where so was that shit coming in from? Like, was it coming in? You Almost kind of like the way crap and shit was coming in from, you know, from like, the government and shit. Nah, listen, right. Like, that's it. It's like um, embalming fluid. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's pee wet. So pee wet, wet. Council's getting the embalming fluid right out the, right out the motherfucking, right out the you know. Oregon shit, little homes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mortuary homes and shit. Out to the city where they got, where the poppies in them are have it. They'll have that shit by the barrel. No doubt, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? And so they sell you yeah. a salad. You know what I'm saying? You go get it. You go get an ounce of something, whatever. You know, you get a little, little ounce of it, man. You know, and just be dunking your cigarettes in that shit. No doubt. And I mean, and that's and, and, but it was it was something that had everybody everybody was going on this shit right here. And there's still a lot of people right now still caught in it. And now in hindsight, I know right now that I would never, I never, I would never, nah, man.
know what I'm saying, because we got a lot to give. We got a lot to give and that, you know, people can come up out of a lot of different things, man, so we can't just discount each other like that. You know what I mean? Just, oh, you this type of person, you, because, like, listen, I don't, I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't drink. And so now, I know people who drink. I ain't going to be like, yo, well, uh, oh, you ain't worth nothing because you drink. And even if you drink some wine, because, like, cats put, they put different little circumstances. Motherfuckers smoke cigarettes, and then you smoke cigarettes, but you mad. This old joke smoke, smoking weed. What the fuck is, come on, man. I'm like, come on, man. We cannot have these type of silly-ass motherfucking problems. Now, you, look, man, I know don't nobody want to be destroying their lungs and Whatever the fuck you got going on and all that other shit. But still, at the end of the day, though, man, at the end of the day, the real problem is that we, we up under this motherfucking beast. Now, if you know what time it is and I know what time it is and we both working towards that motherfucking agenda, neither one of us is, is uh, taking whatever we do and advocating it towards any you or anybody else, then, man, just leave me alone, man. Don't bother me. But then, big bro, we got to be careful when we do that. In the sense that it is, you're right, because we're talking about shit that black people do a lot of times when you're under oppression. And then a nigga try to come in with some facts and be like, well, how are you going to judge me? Because I'm, well, I'm, 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 no, I like, I'm a homosexual or whatever. Like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, see, yeah, see, see, see we still dealing with, we still, regardless of that, we're not saying that we throw a moral code out of the window. <laughs> we're throwing the moral code out the window. That's not what we're saying. No doubt. We're saying that we looking into the landscape and seeing what's going on. <laughs> and saying, no, hold up, look, we can't, you know, uh, we're not we doing we the fucking in the ass and not making No doubt. Because homosexuality is damaging. You, when you, you utilize that, that is damaging to the whole of the nation. No doubt, it's genocide. That's, that's genocide. Practice is genocide. Now look, you know what I mean? We talking about. Uh, I'm I'm really only referring to um, leisure type of type of um, music <laughs> any of these uh, any of these things. You know what I mean? Not something that's practiced as a lifestyle type of thing. Where you you know where that's something that you you know like I said, who wants to be telling their kids? Uh, here you go. This is the ten year old, six year old. They sitting at the table with a beer and watching the game. <laughs> I I'm not ready to that shit. But a fag would be sitting there flip flop with a six year old, ten year old, and a motherfucking man on his lap. You know me? Yeah, if that shit don't work. And, and, and even if I was in the house with a six year old or a ten year old and I had a beer alone. I had a beer alone, that's that right there, look, we in the house. I ain't driving no car, whatever. That's not going to harm these children. I'm, I'm in my adult setting. We, we set aside what is adult, what is for the children. You sitting there with a motherfucking man on your lap. That right there is nah, nah, nah. Okay. You can't set that aside. You can't set that aside. That whole, that whole scene is, is too obvious. That that is no. Wait a minute. That is unnatural. Now, we know it's some adult things and some children things. That right there is an unnatural thing. That's not. That's a whole other paradigm. But I understand what you say because the flip-flop fags always try to use everything. At the end of the day, if they can't get you with none of that, they're going to call you a fag too. No doubt. 
I know that. <laughs> I, I, I see them. I see what they. I, I know they tactics now. I know they tactics now, man. I, I watched the brother, what's his name, Dabba Israel, deal with him several times. And from that point on, I said, oh, all right, they're they going fag tactics. That's what this is. At the end of the day, what they do is say, oh, oh, you don't like, oh, you don't like gay? You must be gay, too. Which I would never, which is the dumbest shit ever, because I would never accuse nobody. I wouldn't see no, I wouldn't see no motherfucking all right, you know some Indian motherfucker who hate black people, right? I wouldn't at the end of the day be like, oh, oh, you hate black people? That's because you black, uh, you hate African? That's because you African too. Hell no. I'm not going to call you what I am. I respect what I am. But you can never so, be one of those things. Know what I mean? Why would I give you the respect for title or what I am? Nah, 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 nah. That's how I know bags know that that bullshit ain't worth shit. They know that. They know it ain't worth shit to be no, they know that shit is unnatural and nasty as hell. Because why would you use it as an insult? Well, you know, like you're saying, when motherfuckers start doing that shit, you got your motherfucking real, your real mind, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, they become part of that hundred, my brother, uh, but the little was saying, man, so motherfuckers yeah. need to get eliminated. They'll, they'll find any inconsistency that they can to try to be able to have a foundation for their illegitimate behavior. Exactly. And some of them, I said, niggas got raped or they've been molested. You're trying to come up out of that shit, you know what I'm saying? I understand that shit. But when you try to legitimize that shit, you know what I'm saying? It's two different paradigms. You got motherfuckers who, who, who just. A lot of these youth now, they just fucking with this shit just because the line of, 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 of heterosexual relationships have been skewed. They're growing up. We're like, oh, yeah, you know. A lot of females don't think, especially the younger females, they think if they, like, kind of, you know, experiment with a younger chick they age and shit, like, you know, we just having fun type shit. Like, they ain't necessarily looking at it in the sense of, you know, motherfucker, you, 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 you basically committing ultimate sin. You know what I'm saying? Some of that's the fault, our fault, because we ain't fucking drew the line to the point where, you know what I'm saying, we've been dealing with the shit like that, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. on a 110% level. You know what I mean? We've allowed motherfuckers, like, schools putting shit in the curriculum and shit, you know what I mean, like, oh, two daddies, two mommies type bullshit. Like, nah, motherfucking parents folks to go be up at the school immediately, either pulling their children out or addressing that shit to the point where you're not allowing that shit to become part of the curriculum. Right. Motherfuckers, when you don't do that, you become complicit, whether motherfucker know it or not. That's your job. You'll see it up there, whatever's going on up there that you know would be immoral or something um, that you wouldn't want your seed to be exposed to, you're supposed to be up on it and you're supposed to draw that line in the sand. And when you do that, you're going to find out who the fuck really is, is up in that school and who really your real enemy is because you're going to see them house niggas come out and be like, no, no, no. You can't do that because this and that, this and that. And you will know that right there is just by speaking on truth, speaking truth to power and standing on a solid moral foundation, you're going to find out who's with you and who's against you. Because niggas is going to start coming out and be like, well, I can't say that. I wouldn't say it like that. Okay, nigga, then that means you down with the motherfuckers and I need to cut you off. Mm-hmm. That's the power of the truth. 
When you use that truth properly, you force a motherfucker to, to choose sides. Uh, Even when they acting like they down with this or down with that, when you start dropping that truth, you force a motherfucker, then they, they got to assert this, the dialogue, the exchange, you get to a point where a motherfucker has to say, well, like, we like, fuck homosexuals, nigga. We ain't with that. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you might be in a venue where they're going to be, you know what I'm saying, they're going to have to say, I can't say fuck homosexuals, you know, in front of the, you know, the House of Representatives or at this meeting. So they're going to come out and be like, well, hold on. Let's not just go that far. Let's, let's just, you know, let's slow down, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. exposed. Now, yeah, you, you definitely right about that. When, you, when, the, um, when facts are represented and truth is being spoken, you know what I mean, it does. It make, you have, that's when you become what you say you're in the valley of decision. You're in the valley of decision right then and there. And you have to make a choice on what you're going to go with, whether or not you're going to roll with that which is, that which is held as fact and truth, or are you going to deviate away? Because you're going to have to leave. Because once you know the truth, what you have to do is you have to place yourself in a, in a state of cognitive dissonance. You know what I'm saying? You've got to, you've got to make yourself crazy. With a lot of our people are, we make ourselves crazy or psychotic. You know what I mean? As as how it's defined nowadays, is we make ourselves psychotic by it's by living in this goddamn system. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? niggas is speaking like we speaking on a regular. Nigga ain't gonna be able to hold no job with these crackers and shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Son, my, yo, my cousin just asked me a question, right? He just yo, listen, listen, tell you this shit, right? I ain't filled out the motherfucking job application in so long. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what year I've been impressed. You said, yo, remember we, 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 man, listen, I don't remember that shit. Yes, you do. No, the fuck I don't. I ain't even filled out that day. You may have to worry about that. Hmm. I don't even care to tell nobody that. Even if I felt out what I say, no. No doubt. Like, let them niggas be the background. Yeah, man. You got me. If you don't, you don't. And I don't even remember. The, I'm telling you, I don't remember the last time. I, I just put like misdemeanor. I'll be like, yeah, misdemeanor, traffic shit. That's all I'll put down. Because I really don't got no felony history. Which is, now, I don't even, which is, like my shit is, like I don't even, I don't remember the date. So I don't even, I'm fucking. And, they, and then, you know, I, I'm not really worried about it. If I, yeah. you know, if I, I'm going though, what I am going to do though is I'm going down to the court. Because he said something to me and I said, yeah, you're right. I'm going down to the court to get the transcripts on my shit though. Going get the transcript. You know what I'm saying? Because my shit was supposed to be dismissed, and I want I want to make sure. I I remember I went with my lawyer, and I swear, I I just got to make sure that it was supposed to be dismissed, and that they were supposed to erase the fucking record of the arrest. That's what I want to make sure. I mean, if your shit got dismissed, then you well, you know, you will stand your grounds when you say, "Nah, I ain't never been convicted of a felony." You know what I'm saying? The charges is going to be here. All that shit, a lot of times, if it's, if it's recent within the last five to ten, it'll come up. That oh, shit no. don't mean nothing. I got charged with mad shit. That don't mean shit. Nigga, when I went in, they had to drop the shit. Now, you know, a lot of, I ain't been dumb like that in a long time. That's when I was smoking dust. The last one I had to quit. See, that's the thing, too. Like, the niggas on them jobs, 
they be thinking that white people are not really vindictive. Like, I got my little queen that I be, you know, we breaking bread. She just now in a situation with her little supervisor. She went in there. I told her, I said, listen, man, when you go in there, just go and do your work and shit. She going to go in there. She in law, she trying, she in law school and shit, this and that. She goes in there like a boom. She's working at the little pharmacy at Carver's, and she's like, yeah, you know, I'm getting ready to get back in law school, and, you know, I got three degrees already, this and that. I said, man, listen. And the motherfucker who managed in the the, the, the the pharmacy is a white bitch. Oh, she ain't even, she's like 30. But she don't got nowhere near the credentials my little queen got, right? <laughs> so next thing you know, my queen have issues. They scheduling her for days when she, you know, they got a availability and shit on her shit. They, where you let them know what your availability is for the following week. So they try to schedule the days that you want. She's scheduling her all this fucked up time and shit. So... She started having issues. I said, listen, babe, I told you when you went in here. First of all, white women are just as aggressive as white males when it comes to black females. So when you went in on a job, if you have any type of high self-esteem or confidence about yourself, she takes that as a fucking threat, let alone if you look halfway decent, got a little body, you pretty, you physically attractive. I said, man, she's looking at you like you a threat. You got to go. Or else you're just going to be licking her. You got some credentials, and you got papers. Man. Man. The papers kill her. Kill Because you ain't dumb. You ain't no dumb nigga. At least if you was a dumb nigga, she could go off on that. But she she ain't really no street type chick. She kind of like, you know, she'd be more of a threat. That's more of a threat, huh? Yup, because she can't look at her own hood like. You feel me? So she starts fucking with her schedule. None of the stereotypes. None of it. She starts fucking with her schedule and shit. And I said, look, she she can't come at you like some of my sisters from the hood, from the inner city, because she could say some bullshit to them and they'd check the bitch off her rip, and then she'd be able to use that as grounds to be able to get rid of you. But she's like, oh, okay, I um, I don't understand this and that. So I was like, she's going to have to try to hit you up through documentation. I said, she ain't going to be able to spark no confrontation with you because you'll let her get away with some sick shit. Not because you're scared, but because you don't even understand how she coming at you, so you don't take no offense to it. But she already then disrespected you. But I said, don't, don't worry about it. I said, just keep your shit tight. Play your hand. I was like, you need to go upstairs, holler at management. It's a brother up in there. I said, he probably a Tom. She said, he ain't going to do shit. I said, I know he don't. But just run it past him that you're not feeling comfortable about the situation and you just wanted to make it known before any documentation starts to come up about any issues. So that's what she did. And it should be mellowed down. But I'll be trying to tell my sisters, I'm like, look, y'all thinking that whiteies just don't like niggas, like black men who feel threatened. Same way with sisters, man. Even more so because these white women is vicious as fuck. But what they, they pass is vicious. That's the white uh, kid mama who teach him from the no. teach from the womb. The white woman the white man. My daughter told me that. My daughter said a little white girl told her that white women more wicked. We more we we the ones who worse than we worse than the white man. We more threat. We more threat. She said because we could take y'all black men. Said the white girl said we could take your black men and and make babies with them. Hell yeah, and that right there that's just. I ain't even think about that. They can fuck the toes. They can fuck the whole. They can derail the race. They can derail the race. That's some serious shit. 
is is real because that that situation could happen to our people. You know what I'm saying? It could happen. So you know, I you know, I'm I'm of the notion that you know I don't I really don't know exactly what's going on. I did uh, not uh, I haven't done my total due diligence until I mm-hmm. call this college up. You know what I'm saying? And see if I no doubt some of these papers, you know, because I never was really, you know, I didn't donate. I donate to the Yahoo Academy. It exists right now. You said it's up and running, huh? It's up and running. <laughs> it's up and running. Them brothers working. They, they, you know, they taking babies around, doing all different types of stuff. That's what they doing, man. You yeah. me? So what can I say? What can I do more than be happy with that? You feel me? No doubt. So I see them doing their thing, so I donate to them every month. It come, it, it come every month out my, you know what I'm saying, out my bank account, eight months. Every month for at least the past two years. That's good shit. Uh, I mean, if they putting out, if they putting out positive results, you can't knock that shit. Uh, I don't know. I can't. Yeah. I, I know over. I know. At least 18 months, I'm saying about two years, man. I'm very sure that I donate every month, man. I got that shit all, it's automatic. So, and because I can see what they're doing, you can, see, you can, you know, you can look, you can see, see the kids. Monitor, monitor the progress and shit. Yeah. You see the classes yeah. growing. You see them, they opening up new classrooms. They doing, I'm talking about they doing all types of, or, you know, the kids is making, they, the kids doing all type of, um, they doing manufacturing right now. They manufacturing clothes and shit, man. Like, oh. Yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah. They got African-centered curriculum as well. The curriculum is African-centered, 110. Uh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. This is RBG. This is RBG. This is RBG. Yeah. No doubt. Now, that's out of where? What city that in? Out of Texas. No doubt. Hey man, I'm telling you, Longstar RBG, look it up, the Yahoo Academy. See, now when you got shit like that too, you could actually, you know, ask them like, hey, look, when you guys started out your, your you know, your blueprint, how much money did you initially start out with or how no, much funding? Listen, did you man, they didn't start out with nothing. They came on and yeah. just, yo, listen, man, the brother started out with, yo, I'm going to start an African Center School. Started out with that. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Started off with, I want to start an app. He started off with the idea and, and started off with students that wasn't even his. That wasn't even his own children. Because he didn't know about putting his own children in the program. Started off like that. You know what I'm saying? With like, uh, I think like three, four kids. You know what I mean? And then it's just been growing since then. We started out on shoestring, just wanting to do it, getting a, getting a, uh, getting a uh, house to use from another brother who knew what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Just giving them the giving them the space. Got rec rec space from the from the rec center. You know what I'm saying? We worked with another brother who needed people to be signing in to say that yo, so he could keep getting his check, so he could say, look, if people come to the rec, you know what I mean? And worked it like that because we community that we just got to look at them and go ahead and, and get at it. You know what I'm saying? Now peep that and then peep. Umar coming in talking about he needs four million to get this building. You see what I'm saying? Not that, like, you know what I'm saying? 
You ain't got uh, your boy. You said boy, so I can ask him. Like, okay, well, what's business plan you got? He's like, well, you know, whatever. Nigga, I couldn't, 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 couldn't you know, he couldn't, couldn't produce that. You come in and asking for four million fucking dollars, bro. That's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of money with no business plan. That's a lot of money when you don't got kids that you, right now, like a small building, like you're supposed to have a blue, like a little small building where you got 12 or 12 students or whatever. You feel me? With that type of, with that type of resources. <laughs> I'm just saying, even before you ask for this money, you're supposed to already have something that's already tangible where you can be like, look, we're running this, you know, right now we got 60-something students, we over here, such and such, such and such, but I want to expand this. So I'm asking the people to hit me with, you know, two mil, four mil, because we already running something here, but we need to make it a bigger operation. So here's what I want to do. You don't come from something. You don't come from nothing and then want four mil. You feel me? You know, I understand what you're saying. You got to have some credentials behind it. You know, you, I'm saying you're you know, supposed to already have oh, some type of group. It would be, you know, then, then you have to look to see what, because this is not really an investment. You understand? Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? This is not really an investment. Even, all right, no, it's an investment. It's an investment <laughs> to have a, uh, a um, university for our, for our um, youth to go to and learn an African curriculum is something that, you know, no one could say that that would be a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Not at mm-hmm. all. I agree. You know, but all in all, there there are other places where we can hold those same type of academic, you know what I'm saying, endeavors in smaller numbers where we can be, begin to not only, if you see this one, this all right, hold on. I don't want to get off track, but let me oh, no. let me sum up what I really want. What what I really want to say is that as an African, as after two years, I've I've raised money. I want to get money to start a school. I have not reached those goals. I look around now as an African and a psychologist, you know, a doctor. I would look around the the nation where I've been traveling, where I'm already a, a, a principal, you know, from the last thing I heard he was a principal at the school in Philadelphia. I'm a principal here. I would look and start to see how can I distribute these funds to these schools that are already running to expand them because since I know we have a need for this in, all over the nation, and there's some specific places where I can place $20,000. Get some twenty thousand dollar endowment, fifteen thousand dollars here. You know, to these places that are already running to help to to help grow an uh, African um uh, you know an African center schooling system all over. If that you know if if that's something that people want to do, and they want to say, yeah. look, you definitely need to educate our our children right now. Boom, boom, boom. Then look. There's plenty of places where people are doing those things. I, as an African, that's what I would start to want to do with some of those funds. And as you said, if I've never, and along with that, if I'm an African who's never run a, run a total school by itself, never run the, you know, the this uh, mass size project, then I would at least have, you know, six, seven advisors. And all, and, and, and a lot of different fields, 
in a lot of different fields of curriculum and, and dealing with um, with the youth where uh, coming in and just their behavior. We got to deal with maintenance of this other grounds. You know what I'm saying? We need engineers. We're gonna have, you know, we need to have uh, uh, several specialists in here to help me make sure that this thing is going right. You know what I mean? And when you don't have any other people connected, then people start to see, or uh, people start to feel as though that um, it's not going to work because they haven't seen your accreditation in these in all of these fields. They haven't now you said he he already raised like two hundred stacks. Did I hear you say something like that? Yeah, from last I like, was like fifty thousand. 150, you said how much, 250,000? Yeah, 250,000. No question. That's a lot of bread right there. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no matter of fact, 500,000. I'm sorry, 500,000. Man, so a half a million dollars. That's a lot of bread. 500,000. That's a lot of bread. Yeah. And that bread right there, like you said, could already be utilized to something that's already put together. Now, what is it exactly are you trying to do? Do you have all the components that you would need to even reach the goal that you say you're trying to reach? Because what you're telling me and what your actions are displaying, to me, I don't see the connection. I see you just get, trying to get money together. Like you're saying, with that type of money, even if you took 100000 of that 500 stack and put that into the Yuruhuru or whatever, I'm sure that could, you know what I'm saying, create a dynamic where that might even push you to, to your goal, if that's your goal. But what I'm hearing is just, I'm hearing hustle talk. I'm hearing hustle shit. I hear ideologies, but with no practical groundwork laid for that shit to come into fruition. But I, that's just me. You know, like I said, and you know, um, and as, as per GoFundMe, as per the GoFundMe um, account, there is no, uh, like I said, there's no receipt there's nothing where you, you know, I donate this much and I get a tax write-off or anything like that, none of that. And there's nothing where you have to lay out this is what the funds are going to be used for exclusively and you got to stick to that guideline or anything like that. GoFundMe, GoFundMe does not have restrictions. No oversight. No oversight, and, right. And that mannerism where they have to, where they can make you, once you give your money, it's given. You know, you can, they can't make the person give the money back. <clears throat> so, no oversight. So the nigga can just, you can just pretty much take the money and do what you want with it. And motherfucker, whoever just donated would just kind of be out, they'd be out of luck. Yeah. And so now saying that, that's why one of the, the, the like you said, the option you just gave, if it's 500000 there, you see that you got a point of stagnation where you might not be able to reach the goals to get something that large, then you have to start looking at plan B, C, D, E. You've got to start looking at other options. What could yeah, brother. Be, you know, what could be most, uh, you know, what would be the most expedient thing that, you know what I mean, to do with this type of monetary to help the African community, and especially dealing with education, being someone who your thing is education. What would be the best? If, so I think that that would, you know, just to start to divide. If that was his goal, if that's your goal, you see what I'm saying? If that's actually what the fuck you're trying to do, because 500 so, stacks is a lot of bad. Yeah, no, as I said, man, I want to, you know, 
Now I finally feel like I want to bring somebody and, and ask a question because, but I'm looking for uh, a couple of different pieces of information because mm-hmm. my thing wasn't even about that. My thing is whether or not that you're a doctor. No doubt. All right, I didn't mean to sidetrack you, though. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no you ain't sidetrack me. Uh, no, right. no, you didn't sidetrack me. I was just saying that that counts. But my main thing about that, where what what that ties into, is that whether or not you're a doctor, because that all lays down the credibility. No doubt. I mean, you know, so that's what that's what that is. Um, but but I want to do. Um, what I want to do is I want I want to play this um because because we spoke on it you know and this is something that that on the show um Bible Automatics has stated to us one time that there's been no white man in history convicted for rape um and so now we have this beast right here been laid down with a, with with um, a sentencing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going for the for the listening audience. I'm going to let y'all hear the verdict I just read from the jury, and this is against Cracker Hostclaw, Oklahoma police officer, also put. So, and uh, we're going to let this play real quick, and then we'll get into uh, some of the reasonings behind this verdict right here with this all-white jury. All right, the verdict seemed to be in proper order. This is in the District Court of Oklahoma County, State of Oklahoma, the State of Oklahoma versus Daniel K.
Count 12, forcible oral sodomy. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of forcible oral sodomy. Count 13, sexual battery. Defendant is guilty of the crime of sexual battery and punishment is set at eight years. Count 14, sexual battery. Defendant is guilty of the crime of sexual battery and punishment is set at eight years. Count 15, procuring lewd exhibition. Defendant is guilty of the crime of procuring lewd exhibition and punishment is set at five years. Count 16, forcible oral sodomy. Defendant is guilty of the crime of forcible oral sodomy and punishment is set at 16 years. Count 17, forcible oral sodomy. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of forcible oral sodomy. Count 18, procuring lewd exhibition. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of procuring lewd exhibition. Count 19, procuring lewd exhibition. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of procuring lewd exhibition. Count 20, rape in the first degree. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of rape in the first degree. Count 21, sexual battery. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of sexual battery. Count 22, sexual battery. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of sexual battery. Count 23, sexual battery. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of sexual battery. Count 24, forcible oral sodomy. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of forcible oral sodomy. Count 25, rape in the second degree by instrumentation. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of rape in the second degree. Count 26, indecent exposure. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of indecent exposure. Count 27, forcible oral sodomy. Defendant is guilty of the crime of forcible oral sodomy and punishment is set at 16 years. Count 28, rape in the first degree. Defendant is guilty of the crime of rape in the first degree and punishment is set at 30 years. Count 29, rape in the first degree. Defendant is guilty of the crime of rape in the first degree and punishment is set at 30 years. Count 30, sexual battery. Defendant is guilty of the crime of sexual battery and punishment is set at eight years. Count 31, rape in the second degree by instrumentation. Defendant is guilty of the crime of rape in the second degree and punishment is set at 12 years. Count 32, rape in the first degree. Defendant is guilty of the crime of rape in the first degree and punishment is set at 30 years. Count 33, sexual battery. Defendant is guilty of the crime of sexual battery and punishment is set at eight years. Count 34, sexual battery. Defendant is guilty of the crime of sexual battery and punishment is set at eight years. Count 35, Defendant procuring lewd exhibition. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of procuring lewd exhibition. Count 36, procuring lewd exhibition. Defendant is not guilty of the crime of procuring lewd exhibition. Let me ask the jury, is this your verdict, so say you all? Yes. Right. Counsel, would you like to examine the verdict forms? Not say no. No, Your Honor. All right. Mr. Holcroft, you and your attorney just come forward.
Roll call this jury finds you guilty of the various uh, counts. You will be remanded to the custody of the Oklahoma County Sheriff for formal sentencing set January 21st, 2016 at 10 o'clock a.m.
So that's an under that's mm-hmm. how I'm looking at that shit. I don't see that shit as no no type of victory in the fucking court system at all. At all. You know what I'm saying? Um you know, uh, but if this is uh, part of what was what's popping off right now, man, it's definitely a, a wow. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't really know how to, you know. Like I said, that's how I take the verdict. And if anybody want to add on, Black Power, I see you out there too, and make a rob. Black Power, what's going on, Sister Camille? Black Power, BB Forty Eight family. Forty Eight. Black Power. Black Power. And as I say, you know, I, I seen this go through go through the line. And I said, ah, uh, you know, I had heard the verdict already, and I seen him. You know, he's in there, he's crying, he's, you know, they walked him up to the front of the judge. He's, he's, oh, I didn't. He, I look like he said, he, I ain't do this. I said, you ain't no reason to say that shit now. You, you out of here. No ass out of here. They get you two hundred sixty years. They, they make sure they're going to bury you. They're going to bury you. You'll never tell your story. Uh, so, you know, we'll never really know how many of these uh, uh, holy officers was even involved in the situation at all. Of But see, that's that's what that was my spill on it, man. I know you, you heard it. Well, you know, um, to the family out there, you know, y'all input. Did I know, know what y'all was listening to? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I say I. I... I, I figured it out, but I figured I would let, you know, the family that have already been on the line, you know, go first and shit like that. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, go ahead. You might as well go because you, you're the first one spoke. So, <laughs> but shit, I want to hear Queen touch on it anyway. I want to hear a female perspective on it anyway, Camille. That's me personally. I wanted to come well, hear you. Then, you know, you would... What you heard from Brother Bourne was basically where I'm at. No doubt. I couldn't have said it any better. You know, it got to be some bullshit behind it, particularly with him being 5-0. You know, everybody was watching. There was some media attention on the fact that uh, the jury was all white. You know, um, they did their best to strike down three at least three brothers that are uh, the defense, I mean, that the prosecution wanted and the, the judge let the defense find a bullshit reason to take them off. So, you know, all eyes was watching. This was a sacrificial lamb because the fact of the matter is that, you know, I would have shocked me and come back guilty with everything because down to the GPS and the motherfucking police car backed up all of the sister story, you know what I'm saying? When they first came, they wasn't even believing him. It wasn't until he raped the 57-year-old sister that, according to the the fucking pigs, they just then they started uh, taking it serious. So, how many sisters was it before you even started taking it serious, brushing the shit off like they lying, bullshitting? Then come to find out that the motherfucking GPS in the car. Every incident 
has the motherfucker at that location. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this will be only the second time in history. And uh, either the first or the second. But that, yeah. that, that no more than two. Yeah. They're the beast. Oh, man. And you just you just said that reminded me of something. Uh, um, I, I'm looking at them, right? And I keep looking at them saying to myself, I got to look and find out, is this mother from the Philippines or something? Because you got a strange mongoloid look in his face. Mm-hmm. The eyes are close, too, you know. Yeah, you got a strange mongoloid or maybe autistic, like the corky look in his face. I was thinking, you know, a little Down syndrome-ish, you know. That's it, the quirky. Yeah. 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 Thanks yeah. for the correct word, man. Yeah. You, got, you got that quirky in his face. That's what I've seen. I said, this nigga look a little quirky in his face right here. I don't, I don't know. Like a big retard. He don't look like he could be that smart to pull it off like that without, you know, well, I'm saying that, and I believe that this wasn't, like you said, nah, he, he, somebody put him on to the game in that department. Yeah, he, like, yeah, like somebody put him on to, that's, that's what you can do, and he was going crazy with it. Like, the big, he just going crazy with it, you know. You know what I mean? He, 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 he done went wild. The rest of them, they raping every once in a while. This motherfucker can't anytime he gets anytime soon as he put his damn uniform on. <laughs> it's time to go. Hey. He's going to heaven every time. Huh? Anytime yeah. he put his uniform on, this motherfucker on the on the hunt. He's on the hunt every time he put his shit on. So this is that mean so that's why I'm like I said, he don't and and not that he couldn't pull it off pull it off. But I'm saying that it's just we have to look at where we at, what we've been conditioned into, and what everybody else been conditioned into. And what and what I'm saying is that in this type of world, you get put on to shit like that that you can do this. There is something that could be done. Yeah. And nobody, who the fuck is on? Not that many. Like this motherfucker really sick. He got to be really crazy. He's a serial rapist. You're a fucking serial rapist on the police force. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it seemed like the only thing he had in common is that it had to be a black woman. You had to be black. Yeah. Even if you were 17 or 57, 67, it didn't matter. You had to be black. So that, so you know what that's saying is that they built the culture around that. that yo, we can rape them. Mm-hmm. We can rape them. And they must they, hold on, hold on, man. What, hold on, man. What, what, hold on, hold on, hold on. What part? Let me look at this. Let me look at this. Oh, let me look at this thing right now. Again, I want to make sure I got this right about where this where this crack is. Right? Uh uh. Uh-uh. <clears throat> Damn, Oklahoma City. And, you know, say Oklahoma. You know how bad that is. Oklahoma been fucked up for a while because same time they was the same time they was bombing black people in Oklahoma they was running black people up out of Tulsa 
And anybody left, they was going to put up, put up under the under the boot. Okay, now. <clears throat> then when you look at that conduct, man, it makes you think. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, if y'all was y'all's bold enough to be doing this, I think he couldn't have been doing that shit without having uh, uh, instrumented uh, dynamic. So, not only that, then uh, what else was they doing? Y'all going and raping our women whenever you want. So y'all must be planting dope on niggas. Like y'all doing the whole gauntlet. This is just a piece of a much bigger operation. That's what. That's my whole outlook. So y'all y'all running females. Y'all busting niggas, taking their money, taking their guns, planting drugs, planting guns. How many motherfuckers y'all lock up that didn't do shit? How many people y'all killed out here? That feel me? Black people done did it. Unsolved murders. They was running on organized crime unit. That was organized crime right there. That had to be organized. Because I just said, listen, it had to be at least, I'm saying, you get hit with that many. I would say it was at least his serial rapists, I said at least 10 more women who came to the station and didn't even get, um, they got brushed off. Get out of here. Well, I know when they initially tried to bring the indictment, I remember reading like it was like 31 women who had came forward and said this, but by the time they got to the actual trial, I see them saying like 16 that they actually brought their stories, you know, they took the most credible, I guess, or what they feel would have been the most credible, but Initially, it was like 28 to 31 women when they first started this shit, just trying to get him indicted. Mm-hmm. So then that meant it probably was more like 60 to 100 motherfuckers that he probably was fucking with. Exactly. Him, yeah, him and his crew. Him and his crew. Him and his crew. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't be running up the motherfuckers' crib, running upstairs, smashing coming back out like somebody got to be watching your back making sure they covering whatever little area you patrolling and all that shit radio motherfuckers radio back into the station he's he's over here writing the ticket so it'd be back right back with us like everybody holding the line on that shit mm-hmm. and even Chief if they got right there, all they got to do is watch it back with the paperwork when you come down we not uh-huh. filing this shit that's it Nigga, get the fuck out of here. We're not violent. Yeah. And then how many motherfuckers did they threaten? Like, you keep you keep coming up here with that bullshit. We're going to fuck it. Like you said, murk your ass. Fucking kill your ass. Come up here again with that shit. You better keep your fucking mouth shut. You're going to kill your kids, whatever. Like, cause it got to the point where the shit was getting hot. So they probably had to get aggressive to try to keep that shit on the hush. Mm-mm. You know what happened? I just, uh, you know, you said a 57-year-old, the one. Somebody was at the desk going down with the scheme. Somebody who ain't down with the scheme, who ain't get put down, was at the desk. Said, what? What's going on here? And they got it pushed along. Somebody who wasn't in the loop got that, made that happen. When motherfuckers start asking too many questions, and then it started to come up like, well, this 
my client filed a report such and such date. Did y'all have that on file? Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, maybe y'all about to get me hit up. I'm trying to cover. I got I to gotta, I gotta let a couple of these slide up just to cover my ass. Yeah, it's just all happening. And it came to the, probably came to the, to, down to, okay, look, we got like 20-some officers up in this motherfucker. Host call is the one with the most goddamn complaints. That nigga got to go. He got to go. Uh-uh. No, I don't even think it was that. Listen, people been there longer than him. It wasn't he uh-huh. got the most complaints. He was the most sacrificial. Yeah, you the odd man out, man. <laughs> Who we gonna give? Yo, give it to Jimmy. You know who he was? Who Jimmy? You no, know, no Jerry. He wanted Jerry kids. Give it to Jerry. You gonna cut? You gonna cut the, the last woman came in? Came in on you. Came in on you. You the big goofy. You ain't gonna know. You don't know. You don't know better. You know, big goofy. Take the you know, man. Mm. You don't want to be the serial rapist putting them back to back to back to back every night you go out. That's you doing that. So you got to take the rush. So I'm surprised he ain't break on the stand and tell on everybody, hold on, let me get a deal. Uh-huh. Let, me get a, let me get a deal. But now you can't get no deal on a cop. Especially being no cop, you can't get no deal. Those cops come kill you, kill your fucking family. They not going to jail. You might think so, but they not going to jail. I mean, cops get in. I mean, cops get indicted. That's the question. I mean, cops get indicted, let alone go to trial. I mean, get indicted. Fuck trial. They don't even get indicted. That's probable cause. They get legal. This is legal action. This was a, a a different thing right here, but like I said, I, I I definitely look at it as something that was going on where it was something that was a departmental type of thing where they had to be working together to hide what was happening because you can't amount that that many that many victims without uh, prior complaints. You know what I mean? Like you had to this. You you up to ten complaints? Come on, god damn. Ten? You make it up to thirty one who then they break it down to sixteen? Come on, man. You gotta get thirty one complaints on one cop raping women before any uh, before anything happens. That shows that y'all complicit in this shit. Everybody should have went to jail. His, his lieutenant, the fucking sergeant, everybody, all of y'all going down. All of y'all motherfuckers is all going down. Whoever worked his section during that time, all of y'all going down. Everybody. Everybody need to be put on the motherfucker. All y'all get on the line and know what it is. You know, it's funny, like, because they convicted him on, okay, we got you on rape on here, but they're not over here. We got you on uh, uh, sodomy, forced sodomy, but on this one, but not on this one. It's like, nigga, if you can catch him on one 
or two or three, then it's highly likely that he probably did all that shit. So why is y'all playing playing the game, giving me this one, not giving me this one, giving me that, not giving me that? You already said. No, they said that. No, I was going to go along, add on to what you're saying about how they did it. The first rate was number 11. Then they came with number 28. Then it was two more back-to-back. Matter of fact, it might have been 28, 29. might have been just three. Yeah. Might have been just three rape charges. I know number eleven, number twenty-eight, and it might have been twenty-nine. Was um, rape charges. So and you got a hit on them, but there was rape, like you said, there was rape charges in between there that he was not guilty for. Every crime that he was found not guilty for, it seems, um, except for exposure. But every crime that he had found was found not guilty for, it seemed that he had been found guilty, as you said, uh, 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 you know, guilty per whatever information whoever attorney was when they when they got hit with that, because that's what it seemed like it was ran down to every you know every uh, victim, every victim's um, what he did to them, their charges was broken up, and you know you see. A rape, sodomy, and a stalking together. They a sodomy and some other shit together. It's from this one, you know. And then you see uh, another all sodomy and something else with that. And then you find another, uh, you know, you find another some other indecent exposure, and that's how it seemed like it was laid out. So I just, you know, the, the criteria was shaky, but. As you say, you know, during this time right now, it, it was seen that they would want to do something like that, that this is like throwing a throwing the dog a bone because, um, you know, you didn't want people as wild, as, um, you know, as angry as the people have been over a lot of these shootings to have this officer go in there and have 16 people testify and give so much accurate information also being um, correlated are paralleled by the information from the GPS system within inside of the car, showing that he was in the proximity of each of these um, of each of these uh, now charges. You know what I'm saying? Which he's been convicted on. Uh, you know, I can't see how you know it would be any less than all every you know every charge being him being found guilty. Really? You know, all of all of this, all of these things going on. Check who the check who is attorney with the attorney for the uh, victim, a queen. Thought oh, I seen Benjamin Crump naming that motherfucker. I'm like this motherfucker again. Oh man, Benjamin Crump, dude, we got some really man. I swore I seen his name in one in the art one of the articles I was in. I'm like, what the fuck is this dude doing on this one? Man, Crump. Crump is Crump. And then ain't that type of dance style? <laughs> dance style. Yeah, Benjamin Crump. He, he's a, he's the civil rights attorney all over the nation. He comes, he swoops in to get you the money. He's not for policy. He's not for nothing else but getting you the money. I'm gonna talk to the people to get the money. 
You sure? Yeah, Lord. Hush money, huh? Oh, I get my 33 and the third percent? I get it? Yeah, okay. Show me the money. Oh, here you go. Pay them off. Keep them quiet. All right. You got it. You know it's only going to keep them quiet for two, for two days. Okay. Definitely going to read the same in the article. So that's the situation we're rocking right now. Yeah. But, um, you know, I seen that and I was like, man, that's that's just very disturbing. But, you know, um I was like, we're gonna go down here, trying to get down here, man, to this thing no more, this comedic Armageddon. So exactly what they talking about, I was trying to get there early, man, I really said crucial. Right, like you pre ordered your ticket, bro. Nah, man, it, yo, we trying yeah. to get the orders. They ain't have no pre-order tickets. You ain't get your shit online. Nah, they ain't have no. I ain't seen no pre-order tickets. I can't find them online. Then they said yeah. they wasn't gonna have it. You gonna have to get that at the door. Or yeah. niggas sign that ticket. Fuck the way. It's crazy as fuck. I'm trying to call and get some back and back door some shit. <laughs> Uh, Paul Light had the online website where you can get a uh, dinner and a bottle of Mose. Um, uh, Pre- pre-order your shit. Hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. No. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. You know, with the TMT, the money team. Tell me. So, you know, it's about the dollar, dollar bill, y'all. You had the front row up in that piece? Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, you know, we was going to get the car. We couldn't get the car thing fell through, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're going to jump on the train, man. Now, I don't know how many going to go because we're going on the train. But I'm going to go ahead and hit the drain up. I'm going to hit it up. I'm, you know, even though without no car, I'm still debating because I really didn't want to catch the train. I wanted to be able to drive and get back home. And I wanted to get back home. Not to be sitting on the train going to sleep. Going the fuck back home. But that is what that is what it is. Yeah. So I'm gonna go check. See the uh you know, check the uh check the sincerity. I ain't there for nothing else but check the sincerity of what everybody's saying. I mean it'd be a barometer. Of what's real and what's not. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about real for the people from the heart. I need to see where your heart is at right now. You know what I mean? Because if you come up under here under this title, then I should know where your mind is at. But I'm trying to see how you deal with the people. What do you got to say to us out here? How are you looking at us? Do you think we dumb people? How do you speak to us? That's where I'm really at to feel the mood out. What they say is that the, the topic matter, like the theme of the whole shit, going to be what? It's evolution. No, 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 hell no, hell no. They, hell no. I wouldn't go to no goddamn evolution. Nothing, 
The next thing to tell me is going to go for some evolution. Jackasses. Jackasses. Talking evolution. They come from monkeys. I am not fucking with that. But it's not that. It's supposed to be what they call a comedic Armageddon. I don't know really what, what that, you know, we try to get a little answers about what that is. But still, to me, I'm still a little puzzled by it. I don't you know, comedic Armageddon sound funny. It sound weird, you know, comedic Armageddon. Like, really, how does, how does Armageddon and Kemet get together? How you make Bible? In real history together Where do you get this from Now If you want to say you get it from Megiddo Then you could have said Megiddo But saying Armageddon Automatically relegates you to Bible something I'm praying that they don't bring the Hebrew in That they said that they were going to bring in They say it's the Hebrew That they put in Dr. Ali Motherfuckers just come and give their information and shit. Son, it's supposed to be. Listen, this is the lineup they got Ngozi, they got the Allen Rock Squad, Ngozi, Asar, um, they got the New Covenant Boys, Inky, Polite, um, they got, they got the old school head, Infidici. Um, we got Seti, um, somebody else, somebody else supposed to be up there, damn, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie, <laughs> Reggie, what about Bashir, I know Bashir gonna be there, Talker Upmost, what, what, what the nigga, this nigga sign another, man, yo, He kills me with Shaka Upmost. I said, why do you keep calling this man Shaka Upmost? It's clearly almost, but you keep saying Upmost. But you know, I know. Uh, Is Bashir supposed to be there? Nah, man, he uh, he is. He be in the audience. Really invited to be. You know, everybody, shit ain't going to There's some changing numbers and shit. He always up in that motherfucker. They ain't going to flow. Yeah, more than likely he'd be there. But Mohammed up there, you know, he'll come with his Muslim jargon. This shit going to be comical, man. This is going to be comical. I'm saying from 
All right, man. Like I said, they might got six hours to do all of this, right? But everybody putting in like 30 minutes, it's going to be some bullshit. Because what are you really going to give me in that 30 minutes? I'm going to say charging for the ticket. It's 825. <laughs> <laughs> it's going crazy. I don't know. Hey, Ashley. I ain't even for a look. If I was, I'm glad I ain't saying. <laughs> But it ain't no, it ain't like nobody battling, right? They ain't said like, okay, this person's supposed to square off with this motherfucker, this and that. They just like, it's just open, it's a free for all and shit. No, listen, no, 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 listen, right? No, 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 no. Now it is, they is gonna be throwing shots at each other. Uh, okay, okay. So now, uh, they gonna be throwing shots. It's the Ira Ross squad, I guess, is against Teddy. Because he might, he don't want to, because he don't believe that the niggas are translated all the metadata like that. I'm just coming from my oldest male cousins. You know what I'm saying? My cousin Myron. He just turned 36 today. It's his birthday, so I had to get in with him before I jumped on the line. So now that I dealt with him, I'm ready for some of this black liberation music. I just want to say uh, BB48, family, that's all.
crucifixion of the general. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The one who I've been there enough times that I know better than you. Yeah, supposed to be one of Sinjetti's teachers, right? Yes, indeed. Matter of fact, I've seen Sinjetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's who we're supposed to be there. You're supposed to be there, too. You're supposed to be there, too. I'm saying they're going to be rock and rolling, y'all. I can't believe Bashir ain't going to be there, man. It's all these niggas. I know Bashir got to be up on the panel. So, Bashir going to be busy trying to run some. I'll, yo, but still gonna be busy looking out for uh, for his ex homeboy. Oh, so so the why? He gonna be looking out for them. Oh, they might be on his head. <laughs> they might be on his head, man. No, so that was just a ah. Uh, he still got to deal with Upmars, don't he? Uh-huh. He still got to deal with Shaka from that last little run in where Shaka tapped out. He only had the one book. He didn't have his presentation and shit. So I know he should be there to clear that up. Ah, uh, that, that was Shaka's first run, you know. Oh, that was, oh, he was, <laughs> you know, that was another, um, you know, bringing him out and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, nigga got his stripes. He right, up and shit. right, right. Because then he had part two. He knew better than something like that again. <laughs> he knew better than that time. But still had that nigga in the bronze. He told me how this nigga was late. He was dead to come. He told my nigga going to kill him. He went ahead. 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 He when niggas dread came out, Rock came out, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Make sure you take the cam, uh, Blood Born. Like, take the little mic and shit. Bring us back some, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll take a couple clips. Some raw footage and shit. <clears throat> you know, they're going to be some clown shit. Great law the mic, so it won't be. Gonna be that clown shit. Jocketing, right? It's to find out who's gonna be the top dog mm-hmm. in a chitlin' circuit. Oh, yo. They're right gonna merge all the belts. They're gonna merge all the belts on this one. Yeah, now, yeah, this is, this is, this is. Now, what happened is this is just this, this a fucking battle royal now. Now. Even though in the Battle Royal, I forgot Inky going to be there. Even though in the Battle Royal, you got the tag team champ, the four-man tag team, sometimes three-man, and then you got the heavyweight and the intercontinental champ, all in one bout together, and all the rest of the contenders. So now they, I, I guess it's for the heavyweight champion belt because, as I said, they, they got the whole Armin Ross squad against Seti this time. So with, oh. 
when you got the three, when you got three, four man tag teams, you know he in a handicap match, handicap lumberjack match. Ah <laughs> uh, shit. Mhm. You doing funny hands? Uh, dude, dude, this nigga be killing me. <laughs> That shit gonna be hilarious. Now you gonna get your money's worth just off the comedy though, bro. But you you good. That shit gonna have you roll, but I already know. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not. You <laughs> gonna be crying up in that bitch, man. I look for my call in the hangout. <laughs> no doubt. Oh shit. No, real shit. Look for my call and hang out. <laughs> I'll broadcast some of the shit. <laughs> if you still can, you can broadcast from inside the cage. Yeah, I'll broadcast some of it. Why not? What am I do but be mad? $25 a head, man, bull. Mad people say, need say. to do that shit. What you say, say? I hope mad people need to do that shit, you know? <clears throat> Fuck them up. Show that shit for free. There you go. <laughs> this shit will be hilarious. But hopefully people can't see the shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hilarious in one way, you know, but if it's going to be the, the bullshit that I suspect, it's it's not. It's sad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You're pimping the goddamn people. And and ain't nothing funny about that, you know, on the, on the flip side. You know what I mean? Outside of the clown shit that you may see on the stage, it's not funny when you think about it, you know? These motherfuckers is out here um, jockeying for who's going to be the top, you know, charlatan on the minds of the people, you know? And, 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 I, and I don't want to say everybody because I don't feel that about the general but I do feel that there are components that are going to be there that is definitely from that <clears throat> background, like Polite, who, you know, will make sure he have a book. And then and then I hear Unk talking about he's going to have him a, a pamphlet. You know, man, please. So, I'm saying like this. Listen, I got love for certain people who going to be there. No love for some others. But all of them are going to be there to sign for that belt. All of them going for the belt right now. All I'm going for the gold, they want the gold. Now, you can already have the gold. But the people's champ going to all, there's one thing, the people's champ going to always be the people's champ. You know, that's how even when The Rock lost his belt, he's still with the champion. The people's champ going to always be the people's champ. But they're looking for the gold standard. Polite, the one who's looking for it. Polite, that's it. He got shit there. He, he said, the information he's bringing, nobody can't even mess with it because they don't know nothing about it. Period. At all. So, they're going to lie if they try to pursue his information. But I get to see this. I don't know what bomb he's going to drop, but he said he's dropping the bomb. Uh, what happened? 
pockets and people going to end up getting exposed before it's all said and done. No, yo, I'm telling you, listen, the bottom line is this. Birds of a feather flock together. I say. No, I'm saying I got respect for people, but I still fuck that. I'm grown, nigga. Birds of a feather flock to fucking gather, nigga. Fuck what you talking about. <laughs> I know how to chew the meat and lead the motherfucking back, no matter what. Any Anybody that I'm dealing with, any situation. Yeah. So, I am be blindsided. You know, you know what I'm saying? About per people's um, character defects and shit like that. You feel me? That's 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 why I say that. That I, I I'm not the type of just gonna be blindsided by people's character defects. We people have them. Uh, I understand and I know that they do. So I let let them have it. See, I'm glad you brought that shit up because, you know, that uh, code of conduct shit that's surfacing where, it, you know, it's people working together. <laughs> you know, like Griff and Jeannie and whatever, whatever. My well, problem with, with that shit, you know, like you mentioned, uh, people got character flaws. And... The very people that is talking about a code of conduct and all this shit right here. But, yo, you got flaws, too. Because you ain't even, you ain't even apologize to the people for bringing, for showing them to us. You know, so how you checking them? Yo, I'm saying, listen, right, I'm telling you. Our, yo, all right. Fuck it. Right? I hear, I hear Griff checking um uh 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 uh, uh the cat from in the black. That's what I'll say. When people from over there in the black, right? Checking them. On how they talk to them. So I go listen to when I hear you know, I I see this shit and I hear them and so I know that's who he's talking about because I I seen another video where that was mentioned, but I really didn't understand the context of how it was mentioned. But then I go and I see that they did an interview with with Griff, and Griff was just talking to them niggas real fucked up for the whole show. I'm talking about like the niggas was trying to like they was trying to. It sounded to me like they was trying to do a good interview. I didn't listen to all of it, but I listened to like I fast forward a little bit and listen. But it sounded like they were trying to do a good interview, but the nigga Griff was like on some, like some, I'm, I'm the big nigga type shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Talking real, like real slick and greasy to him. And so it went off on him and whatever. And I, I think Griff was in the wrong on how he was talking to him. Because if you go on to somebody's show to do an interview, at least how the fuck you not cordial when they ain't never, like, if they ain't never said nothing fucked up to you. Why wouldn't you be cordial? But, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I guess, you know, Grip down with Sarnetta, too. So, you know, because he don't like them niggas. You know, them niggas don't like Sarnetta. 
So maybe it was some family affair thing. Now they, now they do. But I, I was like, yo, Rip is real slick mouth right now. I was like, damn, that nigga talk real slick. I was like, damn, that nigga talking real greasy to these niggas. Amazed me. He was talking that greasy. I was like, damn, I didn't expect Rip to be that nasty. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know niggas be saying, I know he, like, I know, I know I'm, you know, you, I shouldn't even say that, but I just, I just didn't expect for him to, to be, quote, unquote, an elder. 50 plus years old, I didn't expect for him to be, you know what I mean? That, 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 that slick mouth towards some younger dudes. Funny you saying that, because the last couple of times I, I didn't heard him. I ain't never really hear him talk like, you know, just fuck niggas up too. Like, niggas be taking me to. First time I usually, he, he usually don't talk too gully. I've been hearing him talk gully lately. Yeah. Hearing him on the show. Cussing and shit. Like, I ain't got no problem with it, but I just never really used to hear Griff. He used to watch his decorum when he'd be doing interviews, doing the show and shit. Now he's got a little. I think a lot of the time. wild one. Griff got to be the wild one. Damn! Oh man, don't let me see this shit shaping up. No, they don't like Study to be the wild one, but Griff can all of a sudden turn up. Yeah. They ain't got no problem. Griff, you know, aka Mr. Muslim. You know, that's another thing for me right there. You know, mm-hmm. you already lost me. And follow Farrakhan to the T. I told you I had a conversation with the nigga. He was like, Farrakhan, my motherfucking man. Like, I, I follow I follow the minister. This is He don't even say Farrakhan. He'll say the minister. But I think now the way, like, niggas been talking as far as the vernacular being greasy, I think niggas just felt like in order to get a certain amount of ratings or, or for niggas to kind of, you know, because that makes niggas tune in. If you're doing it right, it'll make a motherfucker want to kind of tune in. Well, here's the thing. Seti, for me, he was Seti is being himself. That is what is appealing because I roll like that. So, you know, younger people who kick it like that, that is going to be appealing. You talking my language and shit. Y'all, no doubt. It's natural. It's a natural. See, to think about it is whether or not it's a natural thing or whether or not it's forced. Now, I ain't saying that Griff don't cuss or no shit like that. But we're talking about in the mannerism of giving, giving forth information. He don't really mm-hmm. utilize a lot of what they call expletives while he speaks. You know what I mean? Because like you said, he, he's trying to hold a certain type of decorum. Plus, getting on it to be an elder, this would be, this would be something that, you know, um, I was all right. No problem. You getting older, you know. You 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 know. You toned down on how you you know. You still I you know. I don't know why, but you know you do you do your thing. But to become an elder and then start to you start to uh, oh now I got to start violent. Now I got to start violent. Maybe you ain't been violent on the other side. That's like when you be in a hood, you be like nigga, nigga, sit down, man. You, you know you. Because you catch the homie we eat, and he, all of a sudden he's talking all tough. He ain't never talked tough to nobody. He's like, man, you don't even, you don't even fight him. 
even put, he ain't had to share that. How, how he couldn't, the people wasn't checking him. They realized he's not speaking the people's language. And so I appreciate that because the fact of the matter is that the family on the line know you grew up in the hood, you grew up around grown-ups having conversations with, with the cracker beast called curse words all mixed up in it. The men, more harder than the women, but they, they do the same way. You know, you hear shit up in here, like, girl, girl, yeah, that, that motherfucker Okay. So said he talking the language that he heard growing up with, language of his people, of his community, and the shit resonates. He not faking it. He not using words like the shyster polite do to try to uh, have people confused, lost in the words. Want to make sure people don't know what he's saying. I mean, damn. If you're from around the way, you could talk everyday language with your people, with your family. Uh, The only person that you should be trying to use the cracker language on, you know what I'm saying, in terms of uh, 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 words uh, uh, that... um, Hide the meaning. You you really have to know the word to know the definition of it. Is if you're talking to crackers and you're trying to run a game on them, not on your people. Damn, what the fuck? Oh, man. It was something that polite ran on the fucking Hebrew. Oh, man. It was something about translation. Transliterate and translate. That's what he was running. What the fuck? Come on, man. There you go. He wants to, he wants, he understand what the fuck the, the man is saying. The man speaking in the language. Everybody can understand. Or it's very polite. Come on, man. I don't think you understand the difference between translation and transliteration. Regardless of him understanding the translation and transliteration, he know what the fuck he's talking about. Just roll with what the fuck he's saying. Don't try this. Don't try the motherfucking uh, 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 play college professor out here on us. And you know what? I college. shame. You know, if you was a college professor, go to the college and start teaching. Hang on. You right here with us. And if you right here with us, you better talk to us how how the hell we need we need you to talk to us. And Talking to college motherfuckers is not what's going to help us because we not the people you looking to help is not them. If you willing, if you if them the people like not saying that not saying that our brothers and sisters who are in the college realm don't need to be educated on this, but the majority of our people, the majority of our people is the sleeping giant is who we need to wake up, not the people headed to Boule Alley. Look, they'll find it. If they want to find it, they'll find it. They got opportunity. They got access. They got access. The ones that the Boule Alley got access to information in order to change the paradigm. Now, we talking about the ones who ain't got the access, man. So when you drop that shit on them, you got to drop it on them, man. They ain't got access to all the motherfucking information you got. They not, you know, they not paying for books and they ain't stealing them. They niggas still using Obama phones. They ain't got no smartphones. So what the fuck? That's real. Uh, we're not talking about giving the people that you want to wake up. 
So we got to, you got to give it to them in a language they're going to understand. And that's why I'm seeing people switching up now. Now it's, now it's this thing. But when I seen that thing, because I didn't even listen to um, I don't know if there was all of it because I heard polite talking, but I didn't hear Scripper Genie. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if they was up there. I don't know if I didn't listen to the right one, but I stopped listening to it. You know what I mean? Because it just bugged me out. You know what I mean? Bugged me right the fuck out. <laughs> so, but saying that, another thing that bugged me out, KTL, what is going on with y'all mama? This thing is bothering me crazy on the mic. I can't believe it. Oh, this is down for the hard time. <laughs> It happens. <laughs> oh, yes, it does happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed.
might have to pull it up. I might have to pull it up. We play a snippet of what was going on there, but it was popping out of space and shit. Son, I, yo, she was talking way out of place. Like if that was my mother, if that was my mother, I'd get my mom off the line, man. I'd got my mom off the line because the whole conversation. I'm telling you, man. Hey, yo, the conversation was inappropriate. The dancing of was. It was a shocker. Your mama talking about meeting some old man in the park. He told her about dildos. Yeah, yo, they told her about dildos. She need the real dick and not dildos, because dildos to do this and that and shit. I'm like, yo. I'm going to try to pull it up, son. Oh, done. <laughs> M- M- Mama got a life, too. <laughs> and clearly her shit started mad young. She had 12. Apparently. Apparently. In, in Central Park meeting some 60-70-year-old man. Mama had a life, too. They knew what it was going to be. Yo, listen, right? Yo, son. <laughs> Yo, son, listen, mama trying to stop. Yo, one of the pills trying to stop mama from talking. Like, oh, hold on, Bob, listen. We got it. So, so, and so the other brother said, nah, she about to drop some dudes, yo. <laughs> Lord, no, she dropped the hell out of the She dropped the bottom out that motherfucker, man. She dropped the bottom out. Boom. I met this old man, and he met me in the park when I was 12, and, we, and he taught me about dildos and how to, you, you need a real dick and not a dildo because dildos is a bracelet to the vagina. What the fuck is this? Hey, boy, got a life too, man. I said, wait, man, wait a minute. I said, did he say he was 12? What the fuck is going on here? What would, the 12, what would the old man be telling the 12-year-old some shit like this? Something freaky going on here. Word. In the park. In the park. And I was like, something freaky going on here. But look around to the ball, we got to have a life too. That was just, that bugged me out. That was, big. I was like, yo, I, I'm telling you, I was stunned for a second. I said, damn, did he just say that? I was like, did he just really say that? Like, yo, like, I, like, listen. That would have been acceptable. Look, I would have accepted that a whole lot better if she didn't tell me she was 12 years old in the park with an old man. <laughs> yeah. I could have accepted that a whole lot better without that visual right there. An old man in the park telling a 12-year-old about dildo. Who ain't her father, not her uncle. This just an old man that her father knows from the barbershop. <laughs> you get the bitter beer face. Something smell funny here. So I was I, I don't know, I was I, I was confused. I felt I didn't know what to think, whether I should be hurt is that maybe she's been molested to recall the cops. What's going on here? Did I just hear a case? I just what's happening? Just smell real. 
Words that they, they know where to go with this thing, huh? Where to go with this? <laughs> yeah. Last I heard, Brother Little was uh, looking up the statute of limitation on the shit. <laughs> he said he gonna file a charge of his damn self. No, no, but don't be a die though. Don't be a die. Remember she said don't be a die. Don't be a die. Oh shit. Oh man, she's like sixty. She said old man be like hundred and something. <laughs> like 60. The old man be a hundred and something now. So imagine, look at the difference between that. You twelve. This motherfucker was how old was he? Fifty? Me, y'all in there talking about dildo? Mm-hmm. And it's sad because the only thing that'll get that old man penis erect is a black woman at that point in his life. <laughs> is it just me who notices that observation? The worst pedophiles be it's not the old it's not the young ones, it's the old ones. That's true. Mm -hmm. There'd be some third-generation Arabs who come over here who telling their little grandson them, hey, man, you tripping. You need to be, it's about them dark-skinned ones. And if you notice, that's what the Quran sanctions, the taking of booty, regarding enemies. So that's not something that's new, you know what I mean? But the only one who's new to that shit is the new Arab. The new or the new nigga who just got in power, you know what I'm saying? You better jump on the motherfucking paddy wagon, nigga. Shit was crazy, and and the general never got on. They kind of used his name just to get motherfuckers tuned in, and didn't even bring him up in and shit. If they use his name or not, but you know yeah. he was on online. But <laughs> their moms just kept going. She wouldn't, you know, give up the mic. Then she got tight, you know, when it was mentioned like for the fifth time or some shit. Like you know, we got the general line, you know. She, you know, <laughs> like I don't have enough women, you know. What you, you know, what's real? But she threw that out there, you know. Oh, man. You know, the three hours wasn't long enough, it seemed. Got tight and shit. Like, whoa. <laughs> Come here. The three hours wasn't long enough, huh? <laughs> no. All I kept hearing in the back of my head is, remember that shit? It used to come on. It's showtime. At the Apollo. So I kept hearing She's she looking it. for her moment. That's it. So I never good at pimping. Word up. He hauling for sure. Another thing too, you hear Sarnetta talk. He's starting to talk a little greasy too. I used to ne- never hear him talk like that. This is the first time. This is the first, first time on No Ledge. This is the first time that I've uh, 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 spoken. I uh, 
only um, the, I know it's always reaching out to me with Dr. Ben's past, but that was just a, a, a difficult time period for me. Oh, right? shit, my and bad. I didn't really want to. My bad. That's what you did. Come up to you. Yeah, that's that turn. You call that shit? That nigga was a turn up. Hey, yo, he went crazy. I thought about. Now, this is the question I have to ask because I'm not from Harlem and I've never been to Harlem. What part of Harlem is I never from? Are you from East Harlem or West Harlem? I don't know if you're on the East. I'm, I'm gonna say most likely on the West Side. But I'm not for sure. He about the Wagner projects. You know what I'm saying? He about St. Nick. Where, 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 you know, I know geography, but I ain't never been to Harlem. What part of Harlem is Sarnetta Breckin? I don't know. You just say Harlem. I don't know where Sarnetta lives at. in the projects, though. He in the projects. He in what? some projects out here. I don't know exactly which one. Though. I know they got some projects on 127. Yeah, they, y'all just projects on 127 right there. Now that's not that's not Wagner projects and that's not the Taft projects, right? No, that ain't Taft. What projects is that right there by fucking Harry Tubman? That's on the west side. Yeah, that what the fuck what projects is that right there by I don't know what project that is. I know it's down the street from Marcus, you know, you can walk past yeah. He bought Marcus Garvey Park. Yeah, it's by Marcus Garvey Park. Yeah. Now I ain't even from New York, but you hear how I'm hitting these names with y'all niggas? I see you. <laughs> so you take a walk, cause when I was in North Carolina, I used to go down to the Parliament for Nathan Guys and Earth. We used to walk to Marcus Garvey Park. We used to walk there. Then we used to walk all the way to the project where the father got shot at. We used to walk all the way to the project, walk all the way back. What you trying to say, Macross? How's he trying to make a point? I was in regards to geography. I'm trying mm-hmm. to see what part of Harlem he at, the east side or the west side. Yeah. I'm saying so what's the uh, met, like trying to I to find out. Yeah. I just know I know he in the project. I don't think he over there though, cause the window is not like that. The windows right there by Harriet Tubman, them windows not like how his windows is. And I bring that up because mm-hmm. what's the relationship with Sonnet and Troy Reed? Thank you. It was like right on time. That little sound that somebody had on their phone, like, <laughs> open your mind. <laughs> Said Troy Reed, Troy Reed out of Harlem. Mm-hmm. Troy Reed is affiliated with Fair Magazine. Mm-hmm. Fair Magazine has brought legitimacy to a lot of rumors regarding dope niggas in the game and their influence on hip hop. Thus and forth. You see what I'm saying? Now, Sarnetta from Harlem, he know who Troy Reed is, and he know who, he know the tale of Harlem gangsters in Harlem. Harlem got a history that's not conscious. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
before you can find history of black men in Harlem being conscious, you're going to find some gangster shit. Guy Fisher, all the way up to uh, Nicky Barnes, Purple City, Wagner Projects, Alpo, Larry David, that's in the Bronx. It's the same year. You see what I'm saying? God damn me. Um, um, nobody did it in Harlem in that era bit bigger than, uh, 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 what was his name? Damn, what was his name? Mookie. Nah. Because in Harlem, when crack first hit, it was Puerto Ricans who was running the game. It was only, a, you know, especially in Wagner Project, this is what my history showed me. You had Boy George in the Bronx. Nobody did it big, bigger. And what was his name? It's on the tip of my motherfucking tongue. I can't even say this shit. Uh, God damn me. Um, say that because I've been doing my little research. I've been looking at when did crack really become pertinent in the black community? What were the first black communities affected by crack? And what were the tactics that they used to combat crack? One area. Two areas. No, I will include three. New York City, Washington, D.C., 
in California. The setting, early 1980s. What was your relationship between the three? You see what I'm saying? Harlem is the mecca for black metropolitan life. That's a fact. During World War II, they had Harlem emulating the setting and the norm for what it meant to be black living in the metropolitan life and to, you know, engage in Harlem culture, which was really part of the Renaissance era. You know what I'm saying? When you look at the time, what is the relationship between Washington, D.C., New York City, in California in the 80s. Bernard, what was his name? Uh, Bernard, I can't think of his last name. He was out of California. Um, Rayful Edmonds, coming out of D.C. Then Alpo, later coming out of D.C. I mean, coming into D.C. by way of New York City. What's the motherfucking connection here? Because I'm playing, I'm coming in late, and I did a little bit of homework that very little prescribed, and I want to make sure I'm on topic. Hundreds of thousand dollars up and down Second Avenue in Harlem, whether it was dope or crack. Now in California, when you say dope, that's the synonymous for crack. But when you say dope in New York, dope is heroin. Am I, am I, am I right? Now, I'm from California. When we always talk about the game in Cali, it was off of dope fiends. Most of those dope fiends was in California, crackhead. But for you to have a market in crack and heroin, which is dope, that just shows you how wide open the game is regarding exploitation, even in the drug market. Check. I'm watching the program about Troy Reed uh, coming out of Harlem. And this uh, was hell up in East Harlem. And he's showing how, on one hand, are the Wagner Projects, they had crack in the early 80s, late 80s, and at the same time, they still had dope form, heroin. Now, a lot of niggas is pertinent to the dope game. They know crack, the crack game, but they never seen a dope fiend. Brother Bourne or somebody who know about that, could y'all just give a little input on it? What's the difference between a crackhead and a dope fiend? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I'm going to tell you, the number one difference between a crackhead and a dope fiend is that a crackhead got a need for it, right? But the motherfucking dope fiend got to survive. He can't survive without it. See, the crackhead, he can he can make moves and shit, but the dope fiend ain't going to be able to make moves like that. He can't survive without it. They definitely, um, and dope fiend's more, they more laid back than crackhead. Crackhead is more, more uppity. They more uppity because of that cocaine. That cocaine is more up type of thing. So 
they more uppity, more moving, more moving, moving. Those things ain't, you know, they're they more laid back like. So let me this fight, Brother Born. So a crackhead really can do without needing to crack. Whereas if you get robbed by dopamine, he might likely to kill your ass because his need for the narcotic is totally different from that of a base head. The dope fiend got a physical, actual physical fucking, like, it's different. Like, a crackhead could go to work all day, and he might be fiending for the crack. But a dope fiend can't go to work without having that dope before he go to work, or he ain't going to be able to function. He's going to be sick, throwing the fuck up. His body going to be hurting. He's going to have to sweat. He might, he might have fucking diarrhea, whatever. But he's not going to be able to function without the dope. And I'm telling you that I'm not going to be able to function, period. I I had partners who was dope fiends. Who well, these are dope fiends banging dope in their fucking arms. Who well, they would come to the fucking house 6.30 in the morning, early, early, going to want to fuck with these Puerto Ricans to go get dope. Now, these dopers, now listen, they would be selling motherfucking crack. And they banging dope. Now, they older than me, but they selling crack and banging dope. And I'm like, yo, this is some crazy shit here. Now, hold on, brother Little. I mean, hold on, hold on brother, 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 hey, uh, uh, brother, Car- I mean, brother, uh, born. Elaborate on that. You're telling me that the dealers who are selling crack are addicted to hair rot. Yeah, they'd be on the hair rot, on the hair rot, but selling the crack. Because it's a different, uh, you know what I mean? The highs is different. 
because you can look at them and tell that the high is a different high. And I heard you speak on that earlier. You said that the heroin was more of a downer high, whereas the crack was an upper. But it's funny, you know, being an African conscious individual, what I look at is that the European offering you both effects to one end. You want some dope that's going to bring you up, or you want some dope that's going to bring you down. You know what I'm saying? But they're both going to keep you off, keep you from where you're, you know, keep you off your square to some extent. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 a hundred sacks. No, 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 
No, no, no, no, no, no, no, no. If they say they flipping a hundred bundles a day, yeah, that's different. That's different lingo. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's bundles, see, when they saying they flipping a hundred bundles a day, they mean it like maybe maybe G pack bundles. Like you might have a thousand dollars. Like when they be talking like they flipping a hundred bundles a day. If a person, if an individual say he's doing that, then I might think he's talking about dope. But if you're saying you're doing that on the block, then you might be talking about dope, but inside that bundle, you might have uh, you might have 10 of the little bundles inside that one bundle. So you might be moving 100 of them. Or you might be moving. You might I got have, you. I got you. I got you. I think you're going to say 10. You might have um, three, four bundles because you'll be selling them individually. Even though you got them all together, even though, you know what I'm saying, with dope, they'll all be together, you'll be selling them individually, but some people will want to buy the whole bundle at once. So that's why they call it the bundle, because it'll be 10 already, like, wrapped together. And that's the normal That's the normal way that, like, if you want to go if you want to go buy them and you ain't going to buy a whole finger, you'll buy them from one of the poppies off the block, and you'll buy them by the bundles, and they be by the 10. But but like I said, if we're talking about a bundle like that, a hundred bundles, they talking about probably like some crack where you might be flipping a hundred buns, and you know that might that might be like a hundred two fifty buns a day. So you know what I'm saying? That's that's good money. Flip one hundred two fifty buns a day. I got you. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, that's good. That's good money. That's good money, you know what I'm saying? You got a spot that's clicking. That shit clicking. If you flip, you know what I mean? If you flipping 100, 250 buns, and I would say out there in the city, you niggas might be flipping G-packs, son. Per bite, you niggas might be flipping G-packs out here. Especially in the projects, son. Anybody flipping 100, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Your whole crew might, you might not be seeing all that, but everybody together, yeah, man, like 100 packs might go. Like, son, that shit used to be crazy, son. Like, when the shit hit the fucking fan, son, naked lies was around the block. Son, it was all day action. So I could see that happening. Because I'm in New Haven, son. I could see that happening. <laughs> That's why I always ask my elders, because like I was saying earlier, I was coming in a little late. But it's my um one of my oldest male cousin's birthday. My cousin Myra shot out thirty six today. His birthday, he got me about three years. He the one that handed me the game. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you when you sitting at the feet of your elders and so forth in the game, you ask them certain questions, you know what I'm saying? And I asked him the same question I asked you regarding what was the norm regarding the pack in the early nineties? And he said the same thing depends. Because one thing to know is is that what's fucked up about this European is that he brought dope, he brought drugs in the waves, and depending on what year you were born in, speaks to what year he was bringing certain drugs in. Check. So, for example, if you like born in the early '60s and so forth, or born in the late '70s. You came up in that era when it was really the coke, it was really the heroin fading out, and it was the coke and the crack coming in. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we only pertinent to that shit 
not because we asked to be, but because enemies use that as a medium to bring us down. You see what I'm saying? A good film to watch. A good film to watch on that whole ordeal is the um the cocaine cowboys. And what I like about the cocaine cowboys, which focuses in on the cartels and the drugs that was coming into Florida in the late 70s, early 80s, early 90s, was that they showed how Florida was this retirement state that was really out there for retirement retirees during late 60s, early 70s, and how wide open it was. Yeah. Wasn't no lot of development. Wasn't no lot of nothing out there. Nothing. You see what I'm saying? And it really shows you what Amos Wilson says regarding that because you were born in a nation, in a nation that was created on criminality, you are the best criminal. You see what I'm saying? Whether it be because the best way to turn the honest dollar in America is to have a side hustle, right? <laughs> Whether it's legitimate or it's illegitimate, right? They tell you that. The best way to survive in America is to have a side hustle. Yeah, man, you better. If you ain't, if you ain't hustling hard, you hardly hustling. And if you're hardly hustling, you ain't making no money, right? No. Man. Now, when you understand that, and you pull up, because I've been, I've been, I've been really, 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 recent, you know, oftentimes we get caught up in history, but very rarely do we research the history of the years that produced us. You know what I'm saying? I'm born in '82, so goddamn me, I've been looking at the late '70s and the early '80s in America nationwide. From down south to out west to back east to up north. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in my era, in 82, whether you was in New York, whether you was in Southern California, whether you was up north of Chicago, whether you was down south of Memphis, there was hundreds of thousands of dollars. This is during the Reagan era. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Reagan era, goddamn me, Unemployment was as more high as it was, more high now as it was then. So how is it that you have a high percentage of unemployment, homelessness, but drug dealers are, or, or fuck the drug dealers, because let's let's break it down to some block shit. The drug dealers only as good as the base head that produces them, right? The money that's coming in. So base heads is getting the, the, the thousands of dollars a day hustling to get cracked. No, see, no, look, 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 no, don't see. I'm gonna tell you what was going on here. I'm gonna tell you what we can't forget. We can't forget all the manufacturing what that was still going on right then and there. See, the manufacturing was bringing the money in. The manufacturing, I know right here, shit. Manufacturing had black people in the motherfucking hood living like goddamn shit, nigga. This was definitely. Uh, if you made comparison, the black people was definitely middle class, upper middle class. I'm talking about 
Black people used to go to the fucking gun factories working. This manufacturing. They they go in there with minks on. They just drive, you know what I'm saying? They just riding big and hard and heavy. You know what I'm saying? Going over here. Like a, it's like a fashion show going to goddamn work. So, you know, they making good money. That's back when, you know, they making $25, $30 an hour way back. Way back they was making that kind of money. You know what I'm saying? They were still starting. They were starting off way back then. They starting off you manufacturing. You doing, like, we, we got the gun manufacturing here. So we got the gun manufacturers. So these gun manufacturers was giving these people top pay. It is mad black people. Like, the, the two, we had Remington, you know, um, all right, that was repeating arms. We had the repeating arms in Winchester. And I know everybody knows what Winchester is. So we can, and Winchester Avenue right up the street. Like, I'm two blocks away from Winchester Avenue. So they manufacturing guns here. So you understand, y'all know how guns go out. So you're getting thousands of orders. Thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of pieces is leaving here. So black people is just employed, getting it. So it was income coming into the community. Look at, look at some of the other cities. Manufacturing was still available. We still had starter manufacturing. We still had um, companies that still worked with inside of the United States. So that's where that income for the initial drug trade was coming in from. When it initially started coming in, it was coming from the, the black people who, who came into the city and started working these jobs and started building income. They started building wealth. They started owning all the stores. Like, this was all black community, all black stores, all black everything. Black people got every everything. They got everything they want. You know what I'm saying? They don't got to go to nobody for nothing. This is still in the 80s. They still ain't had to go to nobody for nothing. But what happened was they started to shut down the manufacturing in this, in this country, and you've seen it happening. And that's when they went to just, that's when the people went to have to scramble to get that money. But they start shutting down the manufacturing. But during that time, during that initial time, that's what fed the drug market. That's what fed everybody. People was living good. So they just, you know, they were just getting that money that was, that was coming out of them jobs with. You're working at the car places. You're working at whatever manufacturing. I know it was some manufacturing going on out there in Cali, some type of, some type of manufacturing company that's not there no more. When I was coming up, when my family, when majority of my my, um, my father's side and moved to California from down south, the thing in California in the late early eighties was the Long Beach Shipyard, mm. and it has something to do with shipping and so forth, you know. And the job was there. If you didn't, if you didn't go to college, you know, you didn't have to go to college back then because the job market was there, and. You brought up a very good, very, very, very good uh, 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 subject matter right there regarding how basically you see that the distribution really turned international, whereas everything was homemade in America in World War One and Two, right? Mm-hmm. And something failed. I'm only saying this because this is how they portrayed it. Something failed because even though everything was made in America, 
the illusion that America portrayed was that they failed to meet expectations, right? <laughs> yeah, now that, and you're saying that. I, when my father got a nom, like, for example, my father got a nom, and I just, I just learned this recently. The Marines only answer to the president, right? Mm-hmm. So Pop said he went in at 60. Now, he was only supposed to do four years, but in 63, what happened? JFK got assassinated. So he really went from 60 to 67. And it's funny because I'll be having more discussions and deep discussions with the rise of Muhammad, Elijah Muhammad, the rise of Malcolm X, and uh, 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 Martin Luther King Jr. with my father because he was in Nam during those times. Feel me? Mm-hmm. My father and my father, the type of person, if he don't know some information, he gonna say he don't know. So my father would be like, "You know more." He said, "You know more about Martin Luther King Jr. now when you were in kid in high school than I did when I was growing up." And I would say, "Well, Daddy, why is that?" He would say, well, shit, son, when I went to Nam, it was in 60 to 67. So when I got out, it was one year. Martin King Jr. got shot in 68, right? Mm-hmm. If you've been, you been in the military from 60 to 67, you missed a whole motherfucking lot, right? Mm-hmm. A whole lot. Now we go to the other groups, and the other groups are 
corrupted into, no, I'm not going to say corrupted because they know when they know that they're getting used. Because, okay, like, for example, the Navy. The Navy, being that they're naval and their mean or their mode or the medium of transportation is the ocean, they also provide transportation for Marines. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's a direct relationship between the Navy and Marines. The Marines and the Navy have a better relationship than the Army and them. They all arms of white supremacy, but in terms of how they organize and emphasize and infrastructure their power in military. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when President Obama says that we've killed Osama bin Laden and we have the footage and we're not going to show it, you should know the first thing in your minds pop up is that whoever killed them had to be Marines. Why? Because the the armed branch of the armed services that are under the protocol of the president is the Marines. Yo, look around. Check this out. You just said that Osama bin Laden. Fun fact: every every Marine who was involved with the Osama bin Laden is dead. Repeat that. He's dead. Marines who went in on that raid for Osama bin Laden is dead. I'm going to pull that up. Now, that's not by coincidence. Hell no. Meaning, those individuals who had anything contextually to do with what Saddam Hussein are dead. What's important to know about that is that they're dead post Saddam Hussein capture. Meaning after Saddam Hussein has been captured and so-called hung, these individuals have been hung. No, 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 Osama. I'm talking about the ones who got Osama. Bin Laden? Yeah. Same thing. Depending on Bin Laden, them crackers is dead. Same thing with Osama Bin Laden, because all you have to do is know this about the whole context regarding Islam and these so-called terrorists. World War One. That's why I love Fear on the Ground. You go look at our archives, and you see we make predictions, political predictions going on now. Every Islamic nation that's in turmoil in America now, if you look at where they are and who they are, you'll see that once upon a time ago, they had a strict allegiance to the Ottoman Empire. This is... This heat that SETI brought to niggas that niggas really never really just got on. <clears throat> what was the relationship? This, I mean, this is a question I'm going to ask for a future show. What was the relationship that the Western nations had with Syria prior or, no, no, after World War Two? Did America have a problem with Syria post World War Two? Did America have a Arab or Christian, you know, an Arab or Islamic problem post World War Two? No, they didn't, because post no at the time of World War Two, the main issue or problem 
or the main infection regarding influence in politics was communism. You know, you know what's funny, Brother Bond? The longest, the longest ongoing country that uses communism as a political force is China. Didn't Russia fall apart, so-called fall apart in the 90s? The USSR is no longer there, right? Mm-hmm. So who is the strongest embodiment of communism right now since Russia fell apart? I'll wait. No, I won't wait because you already know. Listen. Uh, listen, right? She, 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 nigga. <laughs> I just want I, I to, to correct what I said. 22 members. Let me get it correct. 22 members. Of the Navy, it was the Navy SEALs who went in there. Navy SEAL Team Six died a little while after they, you know, were supposed to kill what they call it. You said they caused the death, but once. Nah, they don't got all they caused the death, man. They don't got all they caused the death right here. Um, some people say they was killed and assassinated. You know, uh, that's what that's what um, one of the dude's father saying that his son was assassinated. He said, "Thing." Um, <laughs> he said, Look, "This is what happened uh, in 2011. The Taliban shot down a CH allegedly shot down a CH-47D." in a helicopter that killed all 38 passengers. And, uh, see, and, uh, see, all that thought right there. They lost, they lost 38, 38 Navy SEALs during that, during the um, thing. Oh, see, hold up, see, when you know a little history, you laugh at that. You know why? Because the biggest thorn in Western society side, after the history of Alexander the Greek was the Ottomans. What I mean by that, when you understand that, meaning that when they got rid of the Ottoman Empire, they were in a position to control Islam. So every Islamic nation now that exists that has a high authority after the Ottoman Empire only exists because they allow it to exist. Am I making fucking sense, y'all? Let me make it very plain. Let's make it real plain. The Ottoman Hungarian German Empire failed. The majority of the Ottoman stake of human resources was in Egypt all the way to the Indian Ocean. You didn't hear about Mecca being the jewel of homage until after the Ottoman Empire. Because the Ottomans, even though they was cracking Arabs, Seti has shown, they still didn't allow Kafirs to come to the Holy Land. 
And if they did, they had to be Masonic. Can you prove this? Hell yeah, I can prove this. All you got to look at, all you got to ask the question is, what was Hajj like before? If you was a Muslim and you wanted to make Hajj, how did you make it in the age of World War One? What's different between now? What's the difference between making Hajj and World War One till now? That's a whole lot. So when you understand that, the context, what I'm saying is that if there is an if there is an Islamic party or an Islamic political section that has power of influence and has terrorist objectives and so forth, it has only been allowed to exist because there was never a creation that existed before Europeans had access. And Europeans only got access to Islam when they won over the Turks in World War One. Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. I go watch. Go watch the Kingdom with Jamie Fox. Don't you don't have to watch the whole movie. Watch the first ten minutes. The first minute they show you the first relationship that the Western world had with Arab world was after World War One. Actually, in the middle of World War One, when the Saudi family came to America, and Bush Daddy had a lot to do with this. And what they had in common was oil. The whole movie, the, the context of the movie is how the, the Eastern world is falling because they're adapting Western philosophies that have just recently come into the area. You don't have to be a Muslim. All you got to do is talk to Arabs. The first enemy of the Islamic world is Western ideas. When you understand that, you see where... Walter Williams was going with when he said the whole 900-year polemic arguing over the characteristics of this deity called Christ. The only two parties that I see in history arguing over this characteristic parties are so-called Muslims and Christians or Muslims and Catholics because Muslims still agree that Jesus Christ existed and has a nature. They just don't Say he's the son of God. You see what I'm saying? That's the same argument that Walter Williams presented. The same thing that's going on actually right now. That's the difference between a Muslim and a Christian. A Christian says that the only difference between a Muslim and a Christian is that the Christian says that Jesus Christ was just a prophet and the Christian says that Jesus Christ was the son of God. I defy anybody. Imam Bashir, any so-called imam, they're going to tell you that's, that, that's basically the whole difference. Because Muslims work hard at giving more dawah to Christians than they do any other faction. And that's, vice, and that's not vice versa, meaning you don't see large Christian factions. Now you may see it on camera, but you've never seen that. You've never seen Christian factions trying to convert Muslims. You've always seen the opposite. You've seen that Islam had a good success rate at converting ex-Christians, mainly Africans. You see what I'm saying? And when you see that, you see, damn, did you know that that's the context on how Islam was created? Because Islam's first enemy was the Catholic Church. Because the first, and Shaka almost presented this. Niggas ain't even hip to that. 
the first and earliest Christians were Arabs. Can we prove this now? Yes. Why do you think they so touchy with Syria? Because Syria has two contradictions. On one hand, Syria has the oldest Christian church and also has the earliest forms of Arabic. Right when y'all thought that all Arabs was Muslims. And that's not the case because those Arabs that's in your store on the corner, they was Syrian Christians. I know in San Bernardino that's what they are. Hey, we don't in the nineties, when y'all seen well, I'm gonna give y'all a good movie. When y'all seen a a, a Menace Society, remember when you see old dog and the liquor store owner was a Korean? I feel sorry for your mother. Right now in 2016, they are fucking Arabs. Dr. Clark was a prophet because he had a a lecture. He said that the Arabs, the Arabs mainly, when they came to America, they were mainly occupied in Detroit. Ain't that where where Sadie from? Why were Arabs being Detroit first? What? Koreans don't own gas stations. Niggas don't own gas stations. Crackers don't own gas stations. Only Arabs own gas stations. Do I got a witness here tonight? <laughs> yeah, and the majority, yeah, that was the one that was, you know, Now they're in California. Before they was in California, they was in Detroit because of the car industry in Detroit. And at first, gasoline... In the 70s, Arabs brought that shit about. And Gaddafi supported that shit. Can I prove that? Yes. If you look at the car bodies in the late 70s, they was big bodies. The seven, You know, the 76 or the 75 Monte Carlo don't look nothing like the 79 Monte Carlo. After that oil embargo, they started creating A-body cars, Two, two-door coupes, short bodies, like that, that, that the 88 Cutlass that you like so much. You see what I'm saying? They started downsizing. They started making smaller cars more gas efficient. This was way back in the 80s, y'all, early 90s. The best people to capitalize on it was the Asians. Can he prove this? Yeah. Look at the difference between a 77 Monte Carlo and a 79 Datsun or a 79 Honda. See what I'm saying? The the, 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 the Japs and the Koreans came in making them short-body small cars, gas-efficient. The motherfucker's still lasting now. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, if you got your 88 Honda Civic, that motherfucker's gas-efficient just like they are now. Why? Because the same gas embargo that we have now existed in the late 70s, early 80s when the Arabs was tripping. You see what I'm saying? This shit ain't new. They were saying, when I was coming up in school, they were saying, by the year 2000, all cars would be electric. Did y'all hear that shit when y'all was coming up? I'm a lying-ass nigga tonight. 
Did nobody hear that shit when it was coming up? Black power. It's yeah. gonna be so power this and the reason they ain't got that shit is because they ain't got the whole world to agree to the how they world the ideology gonna gonna be running, you know what I'm saying? They got the technology. They got the technology right now for this shit to come into being. Like I'll be saying, I'll be pointing to the sky. They be saying, "Make why you crazy? You talking about them crackers spraying something in the sky?" Goddamn right. They spraying shit in there. You don't look up at the sky, nigga. What the fuck you talking? And then the proof I'll be finding that is. Who, who, let's, you know, let's just, let's leave the spirituality part of it. Let's leave I'm and Ra out of it, even though it's all to deal with it. Let's just put it in the context of business. Right now, all your business is falling. Why? Well, be, because the for the first time in over 100 years, there have been, quote, alternative forms of energy. Have y'all heard of this term before? All alternative form is if energy has a corner market and as if energy can be only produced one way. So even when even when crackers define this shit is political, alternative forms of energy, that's bias as a motherfucker. They have a problem with that. Use your analytical mind and say, who would have a big problem? Meaning like in California and in areas in the southwest of the, 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 the nation where sunlight is abundant. And if you're in the southwest, my niggas in Southern California, as hot as it be and as much energy I'm around putting out, no niggas should be without an AC getting power by the sun because it's that much abundant heat out here. So it's really a late phenomenon for them to want to bring this shit there. But when they building farms out here, solar farms, they built one in Northern California, not far from uh, Silicon Valley. They projected that this motherfucker would power over 200,000 homes. And then the, the, the first year it came out, this shit is failing to produce half of its expectations due to, quote, Weather anomalies. I'm like, California. I'm like, what the fuck is a weather anomaly in California? Niggas either hot or cold, but it's all, always hot out here. Then I'm looking up at the sky, and I'm seeing what the, the weather anomaly is. Uh, uh, jet fuel slag or flag. I'm like, damn, you mean to tell me that these motherfucking planes is leaving so much residue in the air that it's blocking sunlight to be tr- transferred into electrical energy by solar panels. You see what I'm, you see the point I'm making? <laughs> and that's the fucking case. Who would benefit from that? Who has been making millions of dollars based off you making sure that you keep that fucking electricity bill fluctuated? You see what I'm saying? Now, in California, for example, there's an option when you buy your house for the first time that you can can have the choice of having solar panels put in your house and a solar water heater. 
The only people, in my opinion, who have a problem with that will be Electrical Company and Big Oil, right? Okay. So it's important to keep this in mind that the world is the way it is because there are old, wealthy haters on the planet. And the first hater on the planet was a white man. And the most successful hater was a rich one. And the rich white man will rather hold back the world. Listen to what I'm saying, y'all. will hold back the world. Because when they talk about this clean energy, this shit, remember, this shit is, they, they give us technology in, in a calendar range of 30 years of projection. You see what I'm saying? So this knowledge has been out for 30 years already. They only bring it out when they feel the quote public is ready. So they have this technology. So they let you know that, first off, the ethics and the priorities of this nation is fucked up. Because when the priorities of a nation is based on building a bomb that would destroy itself first before it would have a invention that would turn salt water into water. You, you, you understand the point I'm making? Meaning, before you were to cop the Samsung 6 with the, with the flat screen joint, the curve on the sides, or before you would have cop the iPhone that talk to you like your mama do with the female response mechanism, you would have had this new uh, 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 new six and this converts salt water into fresh water. You see what I'm saying? That means the priorities of the nation is fucked up and it's going to hell. It's going to burn up. Because even when you study the Arab so-called society, and we're going to use Dr. Clark's frame of goggles. The sand people. One thing about the sand people is that they 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 worship water or they put water higher than gold. Why? Because that whole nation is absent of water. You see what I'm saying? But at least they have a love for it. You see what I'm saying? The snow people don't have that same sentiment, but the snow people are able to convince other people, a lot of sun people, that they need to buy things that they have nothing. You know, you see what I'm saying? They have a reference for things that really, like, even 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 when Europeans over here were fighting the war against the Arabs, and they, they asked, uh, what, was, what was that black general name? What's his name? Brother Bourne, what's that light-skinned nigga name that used to be head of the uh, Defense Department for George Bush with the glasses? That used to be a general. Colin Powell. Colin Powell. And what was the other nigga name, the uh, uh, the Jew with the glasses that knew Saddam Hussein? What was his name? Say it again, brother. Colin Powell. Colin Powell. I remember a long time ago... Because they had to use Colin Powell to convince the world that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction, right? And it was Colin Powell and it was Rumsfeld. Was, is that name named Rumsfeld? Yeah. He, they said, how do you feel about the war in Iraq? He said, how do you be the enemy 
that looks down the barrel of your gun and sees heaven. First thing you ask is, damn, what kind of conditions are these people living in that will make them say, nigga, I look down the barrel of my enemy going to see heaven. You see what I'm saying? Fuck the religion. You could produce a religion that had that philosophy. But the religion may not have the capacity to react on what it preaches in that time frame. You understand what I'm trying to say? Faiths of man are created, and faiths of man only exist because they survive the test of time. You understand what I'm saying? You only know about Buddhism because it survived the test of time. You only know about Hinduism because it survived the test of time. You only know about, you understand the point I'm making, Christianity because it survived the so-called test of time. Now, we know Egyptian mythology has survived the test of time because if you know anything about it, it touches all totalities of spirituality from Hinduism to Buddhism. So how is it then suppressed? You see what I'm saying? That's a unique situation. That's very unique. And it's something that more people don't want to deal with because they've been taught not to deal with it. See, that's what that's what that's that's the essence of our elders right there. We talk about Dr. Clark. We talk about Dr. Ben. That's the punishment. The reason why Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark are punished by white scholarship is not because they told us to be black and be proud. It's because they connected us to our ancient history. And in doing so, they were able to connect us to our ancient history that existed before Plato, before Zeus, before Jesus Christ and before the concept. You see what I'm saying? So in essence, they're punished by white scholarship for knowing. And those in white scholarship who are rewarded are rewarded because they don't know certain segments of history. And it's what you don't know in segments of white history that often determines your promote or you being promoted. You understand what I'm trying to say? The white society will definitely big up a physicist who broke, you know, challenged the world's uh, uh, interpretation of physics and redefined it before they would big up an African who reinterpreted and redefined African history as we know it and changed the totality of human history. You understand the point I'm making? 
They promoting this new movie out here. Have y'all been um caught up in the Star Wars suite? I don't get caught up like that no more, King. Well, I'm in here. I'm in California. Atlanta said Typhon. And, you know, they even got... I was in traffic the other day on the 60 freeway and seeing the cracker in one of them new Nissan Z's and the cracker had tripped it out and had put the little... What is it? Uh, What's the little drone name? Uh, C-46 or something like that. The motherfucker that beep every time he talked to it. Not the golden one, the other one. He had the artificial in his trunk. He had tricked out his little Nissan 6. and made that motherfucker look like it was an X. An X. Uh, one of the little Star Wars joints. So we caught, you know, I'm out here Atlanta said Typhoon. But the Force. <laughs> That's the whole theme of the whole movie. The Force. And the last time I had even indulged in that shit was when they showed you how uh, uh, um, they showed you how Anakin I might get his name wrong Anakin Skywalker is, is Dark Vader, right? When Dark Vader became a a Sith, remember the look? Listen to the word Sith. Sith acronym for Seth Seth Typhon. Crackers is worshippers of Seth Typhon. Right, the only black, the only black Jedi was uh, your boy. Uh, what was his name, man? Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they go burn to hell. What's my nigga name? <laughs> Samuel. Samuel Jackson is the only black Jedi, and he, when he. He had to fight two of the Jedi's, and he's the reason why the, I mean, not the two, two sets. He's the reason why the head cracker is deformed. Catch that part in the movie, huh? Not the one that came out now, but the one before that was Samuel Jackson. My little brother showed me this little clip. He was like, watch this shit, Rick Rod, watch this. When Samuel Jackson, he's, he's, Samuel Jackson is the leader of the Jedi's. When he finds out, he Samuel Jackson is like, there's a Sith among us. The Sith believe in the dark natures of the Force. And it kind of falls right in line with Seth Typhon, right? He said, there's a Sith among us. And the Sith that was among them was the motherfucking Senator. And the Senator had been putting whispering in Anakin. Yeah, Anakin Skywalker is the cracker, known as the cracker before he became Darth Vader. He was supposed to be like the prophets. You know, they they they, they had good high hopes for this cracker. The Force was strong in him, but instead of you know he brought with he 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 went to his savage tendencies and became the dark side, right? But before he went to the dark side, they never they showed how he flipped when he flipped. He was defending his Sith Lord, and the Sith Lord was getting his ass kicked by a black Jedi. Now, you know the force. You can't see it, so the nigga can choke you out before you see it. But those who have the negative side of the force, their element is lightning or, 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 or electricity. 
So this Sith Lord is trying to electrify Samuel Jackson, who used the mirror-like effect and backfired the shit. And when he started frying the cracker with electricity, he fucked his whole form up and changed. Like, 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 like remember, remember when we watched the Star Wars before it was now, and Dark Vader always got he always answered to a higher cracker. Y'all ever noticed that? It was a cracker that had a hood on. Yeah, he, he, was the little dust he would be the one to tell, you, you know, tell him he would give Darth Vader his motherfucking, his, uh, 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 his orders, right? The, dark, the cracker who he was getting orders from used to be a senator, and the senator got deformed when he fought Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson was the most powerful Jedi. And it took it took the Cracker Senator and it took Anakin Skywalker. They both jumped him to defeat him. But it goes back to that mythology where European culture, like when you see in movies, you've seen it again also in uh and um, Michael Myers, when Rob Zombie redid Michael Myers, the first when 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 when, um, when he broke out of prison, his first victim or his first person he fought was a black man. That's very important because it, it, it symbolizes manhood for them. You see what I'm saying? I'm trying to give you the scene. Anybody seen that scene? And Michael Myers, uh, Halloween, when Rob Zombie, when he broke out the same asylum, and when he broke out the same asylum, he had, remember the, remember the Mexican dude that played in, uh, who was this? When Antonio Banderas, when he threw the knives, he was Michael Myers' uh, uh, nurse. He was, you know, he always spoke up for Michael. He always backed Michael up, but he caught it the worst. Then he, I think Michael Myers took a TV and smashed him and, and drowned him the whole time and whatnot. But when he left at the same asylum, he he went to a truck stop and he had to fight a black. It, it was the same scene. And what the fuck is this scene where in order for them to get manhood, they have to hunt or kill down a black man? It was the same thing in, in, in Rosewood. R2-D2. Thank you, Hero. Yeah, R2-D2. <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> the Black Power, I'm just putting that in your ear. You know, I don't watch too many movies, but when I do watch them, I study them. Because like a brother told me, man, movies aren't by coincidence. They're planned, they're timed, they have actors who are selected, they have a setting, a theme, and a script. Well, Nick, did you say the same thing with the, uh, in Rosewood? It was the same thing in Rosewood. 
Now, when you study Rosewood, what's, what's important when you say about that is how the director was so successful at changing the nature of the movie. Because the first 45 minutes or the first 30 minutes of that movie, you get the impression that life is very serene, huh? Yeah. And then within a period of five minutes, because I think that rape scene, that rape scene, that white-on-white rape scene is only probably two to five minutes, right? But the genius of that movie is how they're able to get you to feel compassion for that white-on-white rape so much that it changes the whole nature of the whole movie, right? Ooh, no, he didn't. Ooh, 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 he just took that. He just raped that white woman. He white man, but he raped the white woman. But if you notice, the ones that suffered the most were not those who were white. That's very important. Let me say that shit one more time. When you watch Rosewood, what you will notice is that the, the, the highest human beings that hold up morality on the planet are Africans, right? Here it is that you have a group. So being that, just because we were around it, we didn't even commit the act, but because we were around it, and because how high we put our morality on the pedestal, we were more affected by that shit than than, than the latter was. Did y'all did y'all get that in the movie? Mm. That rape, he it was one cracker white woman that raped one cracker white female, and the only problem that may had the only person that may have problem with it was her husband. So that's a three. That's a triangle. That's a love triangle, right? But. More people died who weren't white or black than the latter. The question you should ask is, how is that? Look how that cracker got away. Who hit him? He didn't go to another white man. He went to the Moors. That nigga said, I'm a Mason. And they was in... And when you watch that movie, even the brother say, he ain't no black mason. But the other nigga still cut for him, right? And the nigga that cut for him, when the lynch mob got to him, he got it the worst, didn't he? Man, I watched that movie about a hundred times. And I swear to God, within ten seconds, that white man said, where he at? And he said, I don't know. When you look at him, he got both his eyes open. He don't look beat up or nothing. But then five seconds... When that little when he asked him again, that nigga eyes closed shut. This <laughs> show you how savage them crackers was. It was a man, I was like, God damn. They, he, the, the police had no power. No. The police bargaining with him. Yeah, Tell me for you and my sake. That nigga eye was closed shut. I ain't bushing. Watch that movie and look at the scene after the black masons had hit him and they had heard that the white man, first off, them was some, first off, the crackers knew he was white when you watched that movie because look at the first mode of detective ship that they used to, to even look for him, meaning the first person they caught up with 
was a black. The first person that they asked was a black mason. Y'all, y'all didn't catch that, huh? Mm-mm. White dude, the same white dude. I think the same white dude from Terminator. I might be mistaken, but same white dude. They raped a white girl, ran to the black masons. The black mason hit him. All you, the next scene you saw was the husband finding out about it. Him, the husband meeting with the with the little the little lynch mob, and the next thing you know, the lynch mob was at the front door of the black masons. Tell us what you know. Please tell us something. I don't know who did it. Man, they boot brought that nigga up in 30 seconds, and that nigga said, it was a white man. And when he said that, he got it worse. They hung and shot that nigga. They showed this in the movie. Y'all remember that part? That damn He said it was a white man, and that was the truth. And that nigga got it worse. In fact, they had shot him before they hung him. By the time they hung him, he was already dead. And the fat cracker was drinking. The fat cracker was drinking his whiskey and was telling his son to watch that shit. Remember that part in the movie? Yep. Yep. Hey, yeah. But I got to go watch that again, though, because I didn't realize that was, like, about the Masons and all that stuff in there. I ain't seen that movie in some years, but but uh, I didn't realize yeah, even that was in there. I'm telling you, it was the Moors. It was them so-called Moor niggas that helped him. It was the Black Masons that helped that cracker get out of there. He didn't go to his fellow white man. He went to some Masons. It was two of them. One of them said, when the dude was helping him, he said, he ain't no black mason. And dude said, they're going to still vouch for him. And the one who had vouched for him got it worse. Hmm. Hmm. Amazing. They know they can come to us for goddamn stuff. You know what I'm saying? That, right. That um, even we're so immoral that even that aspect that's supposed to uphold, you know, that kind of code of conduct, whatever shit, Masons off the strength would, would black Masons would take him in and shield him off the strength of him being a Mason no matter what he did where you know, white masons would not. Why 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 wouldn't he in that time period run to his own white masons? Real talk. 
and that's the impression you get from the brother because you just watching the movie, right? You don't get no. You don't have no. You don't have no. You don't have no knowledge that this shit is really overtoning with some political shit. You see what I'm saying? So when he the cracker put on his clothes and he leave, and he know he wrong because he did rape the woman. But when they arrive to when he when he when he go to the Masonic looking for their help, it was it was like they had a little business that was low key. That was like uh oh how they portray them as being like blacksmiths and uh and uh carpenters and shit, feel me? And he had said he when he, when the white man came he had said some shit and shook the hand and they seen this ring, so they took him to the back. And he had said he he didn't he didn't have to you know because it's a movie so they summed it up. He didn't say all of what he did, but he basically said, "Hey man, you know I'm a traveling man." That Masonic talk. I'm in trouble. You know I've been walking through burning sand. If you mean any Muslim, said he said he wore their ass out with that shit. When you they got a prophecy in, this, in the Masonic temple. They're talking about walking through burning sand. You see what I'm saying? And he gave him, he did the same thing Muslims would do. Like when a Muslim brother come to you, you got three days to, uh, he can stay with you for three days under Islamic principles. You see what I'm saying? Which is actually love, but it's, 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 it's the rules behind this shit. And it's kind of the same shit in that fashion. You see what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, boom. But in my eyes, I always look at that shit as being kind of suspect. Maybe suspect. Well, y'all don't let the mic grow cold. I like to say, man, is I just I just need to go back to watch that movie again because that's a, a, I mean, I I just I know I watched that movie as a youngster, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't seen it so long, but I I just I didn't see none of that. What you talking about? You know, what I'm all that stuff oh, right, yeah, over my, right over my young mind, man. Yeah, um, it's a movie. You gotta look at it. It's a, it's, it's good to see they to see their structure, you know what I'm saying? And because, as Brother Mickerel was saying, man, you know, once he came with who he was <clears throat> through that Masonic lingo, he was given the open, you know, the open doors. The thing about it is that <clears throat> he couldn't run to the white temple because he knew that the members of the white temple was right there. In the lynch mob. Now, you go to the temple and then and you're the one who raped the brother's daughter. Uh, and you hit <clears throat> So he had to hide out. He couldn't go there. Mm-hmm. It's like when you watch that scene, Brother Tim, it's going to give you the impression, like, you know how you watch some of these co-op CIA films and they got safe houses? 
Yeah. After that cracker wiped that other cracker, he went to that the black Masonic little spot as if it was a safe house. So he go there talking in lingo, feel me? You know, the eagle landed. You know, how many feet did the eagle land approximate to the parameter? Well, you know, that type of shit, feel me? Exactly, four quadrants. And they let the nigga in there and gave the nigga boarding and housing and gave the nigga safe haven to get out of Dodge before the shit could hit the fan. And while the shit was doing that, the other black dude looked to the other black mason and was like, he ain't no black mason, no. Let you know, even when you watch this movie, letting you know that it's still a class of racism, feel me? And this brother, like, you know, said we should be giving this hand the courtesy out to this cracker, who a mason. If he coming to us, why did he go to his other white mason brothers? Mm-hmm. And, you, and when you watch the movie, you get that real quick because the next scene, you see the KKK beating the shit out of the mason nigga who said it was okay. Where are they at? The police like this tell us something. I don't know nothing. Man, 10 seconds. That brother had two eyes. In, two se- in 10 seconds, his, his eyes closed. His mouth was small. I'm like, God damn, them crackers fucked him up quick. Yeah. Tell me something. He said, he, he was a white man. Man, they, they hitting. Man, in the next five seconds, that little mom killed his ass and shot him. And then hung him. The police officer, he falling down because he, 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 the lynch mom got more control than he do. Yeah. The cracker telling his son, look, look at it, look at it. Watch it. Watch it. That nigga burning. Look at that nigga burn. Watch that movie again. They give you six different stereotypes. They give you the Nat Turner. That was, that was Mama from 227. That was her son. Remember, remember? She was also a mother figure to have some crackers. So when it was time to pop off, Big Mama was vouching for them crackers. Y'all didn't catch that part in the movie, huh? Hold on, Mickey I know half these crackers. I raised half of you crackers. Ooh. And they shot her. Y'all, y'all, y'all forgot that part, huh? Yeah. Yeah. On the porch. And when they shot her, even other crackers in their camp said, y'all shot Big Mama? What the hell are you doing? Shot Big Mama? I didn't call her Big Mama. Because she really is my mama. See what I'm saying? That's a cracker term. Big Mama is a term by crackers given to an African woman who they feel affiliation or bloodline through. You you understand the point I'm making? Big mama. Yeah, they probably suckled on her titty. Exactly. Raised them up since babies. They kill her. When you watch that movie, Granny went out there like on 227. I know you, Clyde Jr., sit your old savage ass down, and you too, hell. You know what I'm saying? I didn't raise half of y'all. And y'all know damn much, just like I know, that man was white. Well, yep. 
He was white as day. And y'all know this. She was able to get away with saying how savage they were. And she was able to get away with how showing how she was a mother figure and y'all was just some babies. And that wasn't what got to them. It was when she said that y'all know, just like I know, that that was a white man. They shot him. Watch that movie. She got away with a lot of shit as a black woman, because only a black woman can get away with talking with that shit because the relationship she has with the cracker. But out of all the shit she said, they didn't shoot her for that. They shot her when she said, y'all know, just like I know, though, that they was white as day. And let you know that just even accusing a cracker, even even to accuse a cracker of something that you that you knew for sure was a death sentence. She exposed the cracker, you know. Absolutely. She 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 hit him to the core. Watch that movie, how the Jew little store owner got a wife sleeping with the blacks, the little the little young black uh, female he, he he hired, keeping it from the pops. Y'all remember that part? Who was a coward? The storekeeper found out you were sleeping with my daughter the whole time. And even though he was a slave, that white man was scared as a motherfucker. <gasps> he found out. He found out. He was keeping that shit from the pops like a motherfucker. You knew. No, I didn't know. The whole time you were sleeping with my daughter. And they lynched her. Yeah, they give you a, they give them to you up front and quick, but they got a lot of. Uh, more than a few. That was the first Django. Rosewood. And they showed you how a love triangle between three white folks. Because she was fucking with a no love cracker. Got raped by another little love cracker and said a nigga did it. But about a love triangle between three white folks can fucking intertwine us. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Now it shows how you know their perversion, their perversion, their sickness towards us. They would use anything as an excuse to exercise it. And Granny saying that shit about how they know it was a white man, you know, was a testimony to their psychosis. She hit him with the, you know, she hit him in the gut. When it comes to us, how can you hate the very thing you desire the most? That's twisted. 
Mm-hmm. That's twisted to the motherfucker. Yeah, hold on. You know what it reminds me of is is the story of the woman that uh the pregnant the the pregnant woman they talk about that uh went to say something about her about her husband not being the one that did the crime that they had hung. And then they hung her and split her belly open and shit. It kind of reminds me of that, that. You know what I'm saying? You, you, how dare you, as a black person, come and say something to a white boy? You know what I'm saying? How dare you, as a black woman, say something to a white man? Shit, they're crazy. Hello? Mm-hmm. Like power? Yeah. Like power? Like power? Like power? Uh, I thought someone had a question. No questions? Um, damn, it was a question I wanted to ask. Damn, something I wanted to ask other people. Come on, come on. You bring up another point too, Brother Mickelrod, man. If these crackers, if these crackers, even today in 2015, man, you know what I'm saying? Especially in most of these small towns, right? If they just got there, me just got there, you know what I'm saying? Rock out like that today, man, the motherfucking uh, police would have no power. They'll be sitting there just as stupid as that motherfucking white boy. See, right now what's going on, and to some extent that's, see, right now, white folks like to keep up appearances. So it'll be more politically correct, uh, Nathaniel, for you to go ahead and join the police force so that you can, you know, so you can kill niggas with a license. And that's really what it's moving uh, toward. The code—that's what the coach is based on. Really, it's very aggressive, and there has to be a savior victim type of scenario. Like when you know, Paul Paul them was coming up. It was communism. Big, the big scare of communism. Now it was terrorism. The whole game is. 
get you to feel so insecure that you have to hire somebody or you have to have security in the government to provide security for you. But in, in terms of warfare, let me use my little, little scenario, when you ask for any help in warfare, it's a omission of incompetency weakness. and weakness. Yeah. So, like, for example, if you have a, you know, you see a country, no matter where it's on the planet, South America, Africa, When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.